What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the world class, internationally known for Frisco Domain all the way to Spain. Wake up show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings. And the king of content and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, new, 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 a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than CGA, God Allah, Mr. EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. The Unbinder, the CEO of Fixes Binds LLC, the man with more nickname than anyone in the game. The undebatable, the undeniable, the best edutainment here on YouTube and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We got a great show for you lined up today. We got a cough. We got my lungs all healthy and all of that stuff. All right, we're going to make it through this week. And we got a great show for you lined up today. The main event topic, one of the main event topics is Mia Khalifa says and brags and she bragging that she can get any man that she wants. And we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to follow up the reality that many women are understanding that, of course, this type of pre-wall conversation often comes with the double dose of reality. Yeah, them double Ds get a double dose of reality. In fact, that the options for women are not as they may seem. And we have a lot of women that are not Mia Khalifa discovering that these options are simply not there. There's also some women that said, hey, we can be delusional if we want. The sub main event is going to be also the lesbian divorce rate is sky high. And a lesbian is going to join us and discuss that maybe it is women's fault. All right. When we talk about marriage and divorce. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right. And so here we go right here. We're looking at the divorce and domestic violence statistics of the LGBTA plus TIQ LMNO pushing P. All right, community, where they are the ones that are filing for divorces. And I actually said this back in the day for people who did not know. And I said this right from the rip. I said that the attorneys are the ones pushing for LBGTQ marriages because it creates more inventory for them because heterosexual marriages will decline. Thus, if you have more marriages over here, that equals more possible divorces. Indeed. <laughs> You know, my mind does crazy things like this. We got doom and gloom CGA with the anesthesiologist, a doctor, an engineer doctor, discussing why Gen Z is lonely, and maybe they're linking it to the common mental health uh, kick that we're on. He's going to create a link between all of those interesting subject matter. We have Straggle and Sniggle Theater and possibly some other stuff in overtime. Great show for you planned. And I appreciate you being here anyway to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat new, 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 new on the notorious CGA channel. It is hump day and somebody better find something to hump on or we going to do the humpty dance anyway. Let me get into the earlier contributors to today's show. 
And it is Albert Wesker up front says most women can get any man, but they can't keep him. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got it all the time. <laughs> yeah, you can get a man, but can you keep one? That is the issue. MC Hamster, MC Hamster says, MC Hamster says, any man for Mia? How many? How many she's been through? You know, she's been ran through more times than the Freeman is his back. And uh, shout out to Dennis. Uh, Dennis B says the gym ninja was 27. I had him estimated at 50. So I was off. I don't know if that's accurate, but the gym ninja's 27. All right. Uh, shout out to you on that one. We have over here on the cash is app. That's how the girls say cash at me. Charlie Murphy is in the building. That's what we'll call you. Mia is fine, but how can I decrease man boobs fast? Oh, my goodness. Man boobs. Uh, well, it's fat, so you're definitely going to need to go see some. Did you do any steroids in the, in the past? All right, you're going to have to decrease that fat first. You're going to you're gonna have to decrease that fat. And, no, you cannot turn fat into muscle. Right? Don't let anybody tell you that. But you need to decrease the body fat. A percentage pretty quickly and then um you know whatever you do in terms of building muscle around that area you can build a, a, a lot more muscle over there that can burn the fat but then you might have to you know anytime you lose fat around the area of the skin is probably what you, a, a lot of people don't realize this a lot of times you have hanging skin loose skin and it's not too much fat down there especially when you build muscle around that area you'll realize really quickly that you've stretched the elasticity of the skin to make it resemble that you have man boobs. So there's a lot going on over here. I don't want to see your man titties. So uh, go to a doctor, <laughs> all right? Build muscle around there. And yes, against constant uh, uh, belief systems, you cannot turn muscle into fat. No, no, no. Fat doesn't turn into muscle under any circumstances. But uh, a lot of people who are overweight, as they lose the fat, I'm sorry, as they, yeah, as they burn fat, the skin doesn't automatically stat, snap into what you usually would have to build a muscle around. So you will have a loose skin around there, and you potentially might have loose skin. All right, so uh, shout out to Chris. Uh, Frederick Casey Price is in the building. Shout out to you. And uh, who do we got here? Who do we got? Kaylin. Kaylin, what do you have to say? Hold on for a second. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? He says, though he wasn't as successful in music as he was in football, I'm sure you still remember that Dion song, Must Be the Money. It's a good RP song, and maybe one you and others could add to the playlist. Yeah, I can check that out. Shout out to Neon Dion. Neon Dion. Okay, we got, let me see, one, two, three. One, two, three. Shout out to William Ross with the thumbs up. Appreciate you over there. Shout out to you. Yes, indeed. And then we also have two more, and I think we can get on with the show. I think I appreciate these earlier guys. Kevin Claiborne, I believe I can say your government name. And if I can't, make sure you correct me on the other side. And uh, appreciate your chat. And shout out to Emmanuel with my morning espresso. And we got it ready to go. I better, I better get this show started. Let me check over here on Venmo. Last thing I better check here because I don't want to get too far behind, you know. But I appreciate the contributions. And also these con con contributors, you know, they can make content themselves. 
with the stuff they're saying. And no government name SD says, Coach, why do you think that the federal government is the biggest employer in the United States and they're known for paying higher than average salaries? Do you think they that's NWO planned? Um, no, I think a lot of people that come um, out of the military and all of that stuff have an understanding of how the federal government works. Typically, they do have great benefits to work for them. Uh, the, the workplace environment that they work around in federal government or state government buildings is not the best. So they have to do what they can to retain employees. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The federal government got to do something. They got to do something with these people that come out of military or come into, you know, people get good jobs. They get good jobs and benefits with the federal government. You get some great benefits and job. Right, right. The problem is, you know, have you ever known someone to work for the government? Um, and I actually had family members that worked for the government back in the mid 80s. You know what happens? Um, dude, they have a class system in their government job. They be like, I'm a C411, five level six, D4. <laughs> I'm D4 classified entry access level C8. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you talking about. Yeah. All right. They get pensions and all that. Yeah, man. They be talking about some crazy ass shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I got a job. I'm C4 classified level D19. I'm like, I don't know what the hell you talking about. <laughs> they come out with the civilian. They come out to the civilians talking that shit. I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> like, I have no idea. They like, Hey, I'm important. I'm C class C 14 classified. I'm GS 12. Like Ninja, what does that mean? What does that mean to me? What, what would you think that meant to me? <laughs> right. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to all my government workers. All right, yo, they be coming out here bragging about that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I've been working real hard at my job. I've been working 20 years. I'm C-14 classified. And when you're out here at the grocery store, that means what? All right, shout out to, I know, all the government people mad. They're like ninja. I'm like, look, that don't mean nothing to me when you out here. All right, anyway, I'm just messing around with y'all. <laughs> they mad. They mad now. Because they, their ranks, you know what I mean? Ranks mean something. But at least, you know, anytime you put letters and numbers to get, to, together, I don't know what it means. This is like a Lexus. This is a GS400. <laughs> All right, anyway, I got a cough today. It's crazy. So I'll have to be coughing during the day stream as I tell jokes. But let's get into a little doom and gloom CGA. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to the government people out here. All right, I done pissed them off today. They're going to be investigating me tomorrow. All right, let's get into some doom and gloom CGA. And we do have some bad news. Some bad news to report here. Oh, man, let's say goodbye. Hey, Minnie Mouse is on the market. Come on, Minnie Mouse. I've been waiting for you for a minute. After 95 years, Disney officially breaks up. Mickey and Minnie. All right, ladies, take notes. Even Minnie Mouse can do the Minnie Mouse and get her ass tossed. I'm just assuming at some particular point, Mickey's going to come out as G-A-Y, reading Rainbow. That's what they setting us up for the okie doke. 
You heard it here first. All right, even Minnie Mouse, ladies. I told y'all to be Minnie Mouse when you come around me. You know what I mean? All right, but Minnie Mouse can get her ass tossed back. All right, and you know Minnie Mouse about to turn into a straight up this eye. Hey, look at this. Yeah, say look at this. She gonna be out in these streets. Minnie Mouse is sitting there like, Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. All right, Minnie Mouse is about to be in these streets. In these streets. All right, and listen, they gonna put these. They gonna have her out here twerking and hoeing. All right, we can't do that. In these streets. All right, I wonder who cheated. <laughs> One of them. Excuse me. One of them is about to turn all the way gay. One of them is about to turn all the way gay. Like, what are we doing? Right? What are we doing to our children today? All right. Everything is crumbling around us. Our whole reality is becoming a facade. <laughs> we got why Disney broke up. Let me see why Mickey Mouse broke up. All right. With Walt Disney or a Minnie Mouse. It says right here. They, however, Mickey and Minnie have remained solid at least until now. How do you break up these two? All right, what 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 happened, man? <laughs> All right, Minnie, look at Minnie Mouse. She about to be out here talking about trying. Damn, Minnie, you was one of the good ones left. This is our Aisha Curry and Minnie Mouse. We have no one. We have no good women left. We have no good women left, man. This is doom and gloom for real. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. They're divorcing. They're divorcing. Let's get to the next one here. All right. A doctor, an anesthesiologist, had this to say about Gen Z. Talking about Gen Z is lonely. And the way he discovers this is through anesthesiology. Shout out to our anesthesiologists that are watching today's show. Okay. Anesthesiologists make the big bag too. All right. But I'm not pocket watching. But he's going to also talk about mental health as well. And how this idea of people um, uh, that deal with mental health. Uh, how it changed over the last couple of years and how it affects how much dosage of propofol and fentanyl, medical grade fentanyl that he has to give patients. Um, and then he also talks about marijuana use, alcoholism, and all of the things that I talk about. But let's hear his perspective right here. A Stanford and Harvard trained anesthesiologist and integrative medicine specialist. This is a real life operating room where I have seen patients, especially the Gen Z population, radically transform in the last 10 years. And it shows under anesthesia and it has to do with how lonely Gen Z is because some of these effects show under anesthesia that really demonstrates how powerful the mind-body connection is. Ten years ago, when I was still a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed doctor, I remember talking to patients and there was some stigma around mental health here in the United States. I, uh, I trained at Stanford, so I'm in the Bay Area, and we would talk about the mental health and the medications they were taking before surgery, but it was kind of like you know, I'm on Prozac, I'm trying to get my depression under control. Fast forward 10 years, and there's a very different view towards mental health. It's not that it's bad to be aware of mental health. This is incredibly important because it affects surgery and anesthesia in ways that most patients have no clue about. When you're under anesthesia, connected to the ventilator, when you're on this bed here, your mental health is incredibly important. But nowadays, when I talk to patients before surgery, they're like, oh yeah, I take Prozac for my depression. I'm not saying that Prozac is bad at the right time in the right individual, but 
Notice how different it is. It's like the depression is a part of them. I take it for my depression. Uh-oh. I don't want to be overly semantic, but depression has almost become normalized. Uh-oh. And in the Gen Z population, they are subject to so many more pressures that make them lonely. Up to 50% of Gen Zers appear to be lonely. Uh-oh. And when they come into the operating room, it just blossoms because of the vulnerability, the stresses, and so much more that surgery is bringing up in these young individuals who don't yet have the coping mechanisms uh -oh. to be able to be resilient, resilient in light of these acute stressors, the great unknowns, the fears and doubts that surround what happens to your body under anesthesia. So instead of like 10 years ago, I'm taking this to try to get over my depression, uh -oh. I take it because of my depression. Uh-oh, uh-oh, hey. New, 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 new world order. Hey, uh, uh, again, again, CGA is on this. You heard it here first. Yes, I was one of the first people to challenge this. You hearing what he's saying here, and he's not fully coach game. He's realizing that these quack-ass pseudoscientists have changed the mindset of Gen Z, essentially saying they've already got their mold, mind molded that they are going to live with depression on out. Remember, I said there's no cure to it, and there's proof, evidence. I gave you the evidence. They're not trying to cure it. They're just trying to cheat it, uh, uh, treat it. Yeah, they're probably trying to cheat it, too. So they're saying Gen Z, instead of saying, hey, I'm trying to help me get through this depression, hey, this is going to help me with my depression. And that semantics is crazy. That semantics is, that's crazy. Because that tells people, hey, I'll live with this and I'm going to live with it forever. There's no cure for it, so what's the point? That actually is a wonderful, wonderful way to concisely put my argument of what's going on. And then he's also saying they haven't even experienced any life stressors, any real life stressors, like they're 21, 24, 16, and they're already trying to cope and they're already triggered by the smallest obstacles in their lives. They haven't even built up any resiliency to be able to navigate what they're really going to go through. Yo, this is right here. Exactly what I've been talking about. This is part of the you and what new, 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 new world order. Now, let me let me play this. He's going to talk about this. And this is a uh, interesting part because he's going to talk about how people take prescription drugs, drugs to help them sleep, drugs to help them get through their depression, not even to get through drugs for their depression, and then also marijuana use and such as such as such. All right, so listen closely here. Notice the word choice very powerful, and it has to do in part stressors, the great unknowns, the fears and doubts that surround what happens to your body under anesthesia. So. Instead of like 10 years ago, I'm taking this to try to get over my depression, I take it because of my depression. Yeah, indeed. Notice the word choice, very powerful. And it has to do in part with how Gen Z is feeling increasingly left out, poorly understood, lacking companionship. And this is a dangerous place to be before life stressors, especially those of anesthesia. Now, this is propofol here, by the way, this white medication. And when patients get varying levels of propofol, a couple things are exposed. Number one is what medications ordinarily go in their bodies. Here we go. Gen Zers are more likely to grab for sleep aids yep. when they encounter insomnia. Yep. I've been telling y'all. 
It, here it is. Let's listen. Insomnia is more commonly associated with individuals that are experiencing loneliness, as well as depression, anxiety, substance use disorder, etc. Did you know that when you put sleep aids in your body, and for that matter, marijuana to chill out, or uh -oh. any other drugs? Uh-oh, uh-oh, y'all dope fiends ain't gonna like this. Dope fiends ain't gonna like this. Marijuana, other drugs, all right? We're gonna actually talk about that later on today. Okay, when you put these into your body, what, I'm listening. That Gen Zers are also increasingly susceptible to taking, this shows under anesthesia. When you're on this table, we need to adjust the doses of anesthesia that we give. Oh. Patients that take marijuana every day. Uh-oh. I'm not kidding. Marijuana. They need up to two times as much of this white stuff Oops. than individuals that don't take marijuana. Wow. Okay, so listen. Listen, these are the things that people talk about. By the way, I've taken propofol before. I've taken propofol because um, when I went through my Achilles surgery, they gave me propofol, which was, uh, which was funny because um, I had recognized the name from the drug that had took out Michael Jackson in essence. So it was at my surgery was a few years after the Michael Jackson death and they had me on the table and they said, you're going to take some propofol. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, please no. And, um, and they gave it to me and they said, count the five. And they said, I think I said five, four. By the time I got the three, I was out. I woke up. I woke up. I saw the fattest nurse's ass in my life after that surgery. I woke up. They tried to wake me up. And he actually talked about how people wake up from their anesthesiology, uh, anesthesia, and that reveals what type of stress they're going through. So they might wake up and go crazy. They might make wake up and be emotional. They might wake up and say, that was the best sleep of my life. He talks about that with Gen Z and the amount of medication people take. So it's an interesting video. We're not going to watch it all. But I woke up. Like this, and they was like, come on, you got to go. You got to get out of here. I was like, why are they rushing me? I woke up. As soon as I opened my eyes, there was a nurse standing in front of me, but her back was to me. So I was like this. Her ass was so wide. I was like, well, that's the way to wake up. That was a wake-up call. I mean, that's the first thing I saw was her fat, white, wide ass right in front of me. I was like. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, wow, but interesting conversation here because, uh, you know, some of these things we discuss and uh, someone shared that video with me. It's an hour long or so. It's a live stream. And he's talking about what happens when you're trying to sedate yourself. And then when you have to deal with a surgery, you're not really understanding how these things affect you. And when you're lonely, depressed, all of these copes that we hear people take, oh, it's, it's fine, just a little bit of recreational drug. Oh, it's okay, a little bit of sleep medication. Oh, okay, for my depression. These are all doom and gloom topics that I've been telling you in the long run, it's not going to be good. And that's what he's talking about right there. In the long run, it's not going to be good. One last thing. He also discussed uh, cell phone usage and being addicted to your cell phone. And he says, dude, he says he tries to give people shots in their shoulder. They won't even put their cell phone down. They'll take the... Man, crazy, crazy, crazy. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'll still never forget that ass, all right, when I woke up. Anyway, I think that's the rest of Doom and Gloom. We're going to get right on the Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go Doom and Gloom outro.
funny thing, that nurse was like, come on. She was all talking all sexy. All right. That's why I got an addiction to, you know, mastodons and gorditas right there. I was like, she was all, come on, Greg. Come on. You got to go. Come on. And then by the time I opened my eyes, she's standing there with her ass in my face. All right. That was a tragedy. But anyway, let's get the straggle and sniggle theater. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater back in here. Somebody said a patient cured is a patient lost. Amen. Amen. But you a customer, EPMD told you back in the day you a customer because you a customer. All right, and then get your mama off the crack. Let's get the straggle and sniggle theater here. Uh, first video up for bid here is a man trying to return his wife to the father and saying that the wife is too expensive. Let's look at this piece of work of art here. She's all yours. She's way too expensive. Hey, hey, Kareem, I can't afford both of them. I got her mother. No, take me with you. Take me with you. I'm all right, there you go right there. So Mickey Mouse is joining the free agent lifestyle. The father pawned a not prepared daughter off, an expensive daughter, to a man, and the man returned her back to the father. Father said, I already got the mother. I can't afford this bitch. All right, yo, I can't. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. And then he said, hey, you live in the free agent lifestyle? Take me with you. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, man, that's how it be sometimes. She's all yours. She's way too expensive. Hey, hey, Kareem, I can't afford both of them. I got her mother. No, take me with you. Take me with you. I'm not staying here. She's all yours. <laughs> he said, I'm not staying here. And look, he got a whole bunch of boys in the background, the whole family. All right, he got the whole family and the mom. He like, uh-uh, take this bitch back. All right, she got too much money. In these streets. <laughs> all right, too much money. I can't handle this. I can't handle this expensive broad. This broad got expensive taste. Hey, guys, never be afraid to return the merchandise. He said no refunds. Never be afraid to return the merchandise. Take that shit back, all right? Mm. Look, look. Actually, that actually happened in my situation. Somebody was saying, I think, you know, I talked to a monster-in-law, and she was like, you didn't take care. I was like, she, she ain't mine no more. She's not my wife. That's your responsibility. It ain't mine. All right. Mm. All right. And it's no longer my responsibility legally. Take her back. All right. One, one divorce attorney once told me, uh, let her family pay for her. Dude, it's one of the blessings. You know, I always look at kind of where I would been, have been treated and the money, amount of money I've spent trying to fight my cases. I guarantee you her parents have spent way more money. Mm. All right. So. I often have to look at things from a glass glass half empty or glass half full. I have to look at things from a glass half full perspective. Because sometimes you only look at it from it from your side. But from their side, they probably spent way more money than me. Mm. <laughs> All right. I'm sitting there like I'm rich, bitch. Yeah. Over the last 10 years, certainly. All right, so listen, sometimes what seems like a curse could be a blessing in disguise. Get that restock. Yeah, no backsies. All right, take this bitch back. Let's get to this guy right here. We featured him on a previous show, and he's a certified pookie. So he has like five baby mamas. But he's now responded to how much child support he pays 
for each child. All right. So you might have missed that portion of the show. And I put that portion of the show out earlier, probably this week or last week. Well, he's now responded. Now, unfortunately, he's put his children, his children's pictures in the video. This is not my doing. I normally don't like to show other people's children here unless the parents put the video out. So he's put his kids in the picture. So we're going to show it here. That is my normal disclaimer because I have been accused of outing or forcing people to out people's children. I never would do that. I'm very protective of that. But here it is right here. How much child support this pookie pays for five children by five different women or more. Here we go. But you ain't going to believe it. Me and Alicia have two daughters together and my payment to her is $31 a month. Me and Kathleen have one daughter, and my total payment oh. to her is $140 a month. Me and Chelsea have one son, and my total payment to her is $14 a month. Me and Alyssa have one son together, and my total payment to her is $24 a month. Me and Brandy have one daughter together, and my total payment to her is $28 a month. Me and Samantha have one daughter together, and my total payment to her is $0. I don't pay her anything. And that comes out to a grand total of $237. And some of you guys be complaining like child support is a lot. I'll All right. And so, the, the forgive me, this is another video. I think he must have made a correction because the previous video had his kids. It had pictures of his kids. Now, this one, he must have made a re-edit. So, I'm glad he did. But I talked about this yesterday. I talked about this yesterday. The more kids you have, the less obligation of child support you have to the, each of the mother, right? And people have said Nick Cannon has figured this out as well. And uh, I said that, and I didn't say that as a solution. I just said that that's a reality. Like, if, if you have more kids, not only that, the mother can't use those kids against you like she can when you have no more kids. So if you have three kids by a woman, and uh, those are your only kids, and she keeps those kids away from you, it's pain. But you got more kids over here. You're like, whatever. <laughs> All right. Listen, I got more kids over here. It's not a solution. It just is a reality. And the reality is the more kids you have, the less child support obligation you will typically get from, from one baby mama to the next. Now, it creates a whole bunch of other issues. Again, this is not a solution. This is just what it is. This is not a solution. I did not just try to give you a solution. I've just told you what the reality is. Now, this guy... Has probably have five. How do you go? How do you get away with five kids or better with five different women or better with $271 in obligations? I would probably say, I would probably say he doesn't have a W 2 job. That's number one. He doesn't have a W 2 job. He's a pookie. He probably does some hustle or side business or whatever. Number two, number two. Some of the baby mothers probably know they're not going to get anything by taking him to the child support court. And he has no state obligation. He probably pays whatever he can to her. Uh, some baby mothers are wise to this. Some baby mothers are complete morons about this. They'll keep forcing a non-W-2 guy into court. And then they end up getting swindled. When they could have actually made a deal with the guy off paper. But, you know, some, some people are dumb. So, and, and then the situation is that the more kids you have, the less likely you will have an extreme obligation especially for older children. Older children, as children age, they're, by state, by state reasoning, they don't have as much, they don't have as much necessity for funds from a parent. 
So the child is 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. There's less that that person can collect. The parent, because they're presuming that they're getting, they're going to be an adult. There's going to be college savings. And then there's also the likelihood that that kid beca- could get a job. That kid can get a job themselves to be able to uh, support as well. And um, uh, there's just a whole bunch of things that happen. But a lot of people don't understand that. So interesting, 271 Dollars for five kids. I'll tell you, but you ain't going to believe it. Me and Alicia have two daughters together, and my payment to her is $31 a month. Me and Kathleen have one daughter, and my total payment to her is $140 a month. Me and Chelsea have one son, and my total payment to her is $14 a month. Me and Alyssa have one son together, and my total payment to her is $24 a month. Me and Brandy have one daughter together, and my total payment to her is $28 a month. Me and Samantha have one daughter together, and my total payment to her is zero dollars. I don't pay her anything. And that comes out to a grand total of $237. And some of you guys be complaining like child support is a lot. Um, somebody says that he works in restaurants. Um, he probably he probably gets tips. He probably gets tips cash under the table. They may pay him under the table, as they would say. So you have that. This also brings up this point that people were talking about in the chat. The point of the child support system is for guys like him. The child support system is for guys like him who have babies by multiple women. But oftentimes, these are the guys that go unpunished. These are the guys that never get put on the amount that they can put you on. You know who gets punished the most in child support? It is the dad that wants to be active in their kid's life. It is the dad that has a certain amount of, it is the divorce dad. Those are the guys that they put these crazy ass child support payments on. Ninja, you got a job, you got a stable income, you've been working for 10 years, you got divorced, you broke up with some chick, you try to fight to get extra parenting time. Those are the guys who get land-based in child support. I mean, roasted. Because you want to be a part of your kid's life. So you fight. You show up to court. This ninja probably don't even show up to child support court. He don't even show up. And they can't find him. He's off, he's off record. But you're on paper. You're on paper. You're a, you're a uh, law-abiding citizen. You're a taxpayer. You pay your taxes. You file your tax returns. Like, those guys are the ones who get punished. Even with the celebrity guys. Where they're like $30,000 in child support. But Pookie, <laughs> Pookie, on the other hand, doesn't show up to court. He got warrants. He ain't got no driver's license. He's like, whatever, I'll ride my bike. I'll ride my bike. He'll take the back streets, go in the shit. Like, he figured out. <laughs> that's crazy. But, yeah, man, that's normally what happens, and that's how the system uh, works against guys. Let's go to the next straggle and sniggle, and we have two straggles here that um, shamelessly are going to go to the Olive Garden and go to Endless Pasta Night. Let's let them set up the scene. No music, no music, no I'm a bad little bitch. All right, we got to take the music down. So as you can see here, we got uh, Kaylee Straggles here going to, uh, what is it, Open Endless Pasta Night. And they're going with open containers. Of course, this is a mommy Kaylee, a mommy flatback. She's more of a crystal methany. And uh, crystal methany, they're taking containers to the Olive Garden. And yo, they be, I'm telling you, women are straight cheapskates. Women, uh, women believe they shouldn't have to pay for shit out here. 
even when they show up and do all the eating. Oh, now they didn't took the bread too. Oh my goodness. Look at this. All for this. Look, they could have made this cheap ass pasta at the crib. They could have made you lazy ass shit. You could have made this cheap ass pasta at the crib. Mm. Like really? You couldn't have made this pasta roni. You couldn't have made this fettuccine. But nah, they cheap as hell, man. I tell you, man, these people are absolutely crazy. This is like absolute look at crystal meth. All right, unbelievable. These hoes winning, right? Yeah, man, of course. You already know what's up. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. I mean, what is what is marinara? What is white sauce and, and pasta and fettuccine cost at the store? No. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Yeah, man. I know, man. All people do stuff like this. Straggles. Straggles, man. They come in all shapes and sizes. We got another straggle right here that says it's okay to be delusional. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Here we go right here. Here's another child with breasts or probably not many bre- not much breasts. All right, based on her build. And also, check the back seat. We have a child uh, car seat in the back. All right, so this is somebody's mama. Let's hit it. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you absolutely can stay delusional forever if you want to. I support it. If you want to just be 24-7 Delulu, I'm with you. Who are we hurting? Ourselves. But we do that anyway. So what's one more thing? You know? I mean, it's a happier place, too. Reality has no place in my world, so. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you absolutely can stay delusional forever if you want. Uh, see, these are the guys, uh, listen, these are the women. I'm a good woman. Uh, and then you marry her, and she says, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. And she's just going to stay a kid. She's like, fuck it, I ain't growing up. I ain't maturing. Remember, women mature more than men. No, no, no. We need to throw these tropes away. These are ridiculous, man. This is somebody's mama. This is somebody's wife. And she's like, I ain't growing up. She do look like an anime character. She does look like her face is AI. I don't know if that's a filter or something like that. But she like, nah, hell no. We just going to stay delusional and you're going to deal with it. We ain't hurting nobody but ourselves. False. Mm. <laughs> right? You're going to hurt your child, the child's father, all right, or your husband. Uh, we're not hurting anyone. I'll just stay a kid. want to. I support it. If you want to just be 24-7 Delulu, I'm with you. Who are we hurting? Ourselves. But we do that anyway. So what's one more thing? Mm. <laughs> These are the people who you're putting your legacy into their hands, your life force. By the way, 303,000 likes with a lot of women. Oh, yeah. All right. A wise man on Insta says, staying Delulu is the Salulu. Yo, we done, man. Being Delulu is the Salulu. Delulu is definitely staying in the vocab. We're done. Delulu girls, greater than. We got the, oh, man, I just think, man. Oh, the humanity. Man. And again, these narcissists, these, um, what is it? The dark triad of narcissism. This is it. And look at how many people supporting this message. Look how many people support. And then people don't think they're hurting anybody. I'm not hurting anybody. I know people think this is comedy, but this is not. Yeah, these are people who vote. These are people who raise children. These are people who send children to daycare. These are people who are parents. These are people you're trying to marry. 
And then you're trying to have a common conversation with them. These are the medicated people. These are also the depressed, stressed, and anxiety. These are also the dark triad of psych, uh, psychopathy, narcissism, and Machiavellianism. And then you're trying to have a sober conversation. <laughs> and they stuck on stupid. This is fantastic. Where are you meeting these women? Remember that in 2018? What are you talking about? Where are you meeting these women? They keep exposing themselves on the internet. What are we talking about? All right, come on, man. With great support as well. Oh, just stay delusional. You know, I mean, it's a happier place too. Reality has no place in my world. Reality has no place in this world, in my world. Now, check out this comment. Just keep it to yourself. Do not share it on the internet. Do not have real kids, and then you will be fine and will hurt nobody. But, of course, check out the back seat. This is a mother. This is a mother. All right. Want to just stay in Delulu world. We want to stay in whatever fantasy world that I want to be in. These are dangerous, dangerous people. That is straggle and sniggle for the day. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? This is this is why I abdicate. Just just lease these bras, man. At this point, they not worth ownership. All right. As they said in the World Economic Forum, allegedly. You will own nothing and like it. You're right. All right, because I'm taking that straight to the junior college. All right, lease, no option to buy, return to sender. All right, possessing these women is not, the, that is not it. Not in 2020, 2024. Shout out to JJ Frost. Their beef is with God because they are possessed 100%. And if you missed my sermon on the Mount yesterday, I gave you the sermon on the Mount. Letting you guys know what the real deal, Holyfield, is. Shout out to Charlie. Says Mia is fine. But how? Okay. And he says right here, Charlie says, is being a woman a mental disorder in your opinion? Well, I think we just answered that question. We just answered that question. So I don't have to be a misogynist and answer it. What do you think? If Is being a woman a mental condition? Okay. What do you think? And let's go back. Because y'all, not all women, coach. All right. All right, which ones? Do me a favor. Do me a favor, gentlemen. Which ones? Which one? Go ahead and pick them out. Show me which ones. Go ahead and pick them out. Because they're, these people are a menace to society. Pick out the ones who aren't, Mr. Not All Women. Ladies, ladies. Ladies, ask yourself. Ask yourself if you say, I'm not like one of these. I'm not like all these women. All right, go ahead and stand to the side. Take your shoes and socks off, and I'll get back to you. Which one? Because <laughs> at this point, at this point, they got all the receipts lined up to claim they have mental deficiency. In fact, 60, 70% of people who go see therapists are women. They, la- they lining y'all up. I mean, they're lining you up for the perfect heel turn. It's actually crazy. Shout out to Kayla says, damn, even Mickey and Minnie are breaking up if they're getting a divorce. We are getting a divorce. Yeah, if Mickey and Minnie can't do it. Well, welcome Mickey Mouse to the free agent lifestyle, by the way. All right, maybe we can get him the free agent lifestyle book and he could go out here and handle a couple of, anyway. 
Shout out to Nathaniel. Nathaniel says 1K watchers with only 300 likes. Man, that's terrible. Get these damn likes up for the greatest show you can watch on a Wednesday morning. Shout out to UCGA. Thank you very much for getting on these people's neck. Y'all freeloading on me. Y'all sandbagging on me. Y'all hitting me with the heel turn. You hit me with the people's elbow. You're dis- disrespecting the show and the effort. Do me a favor. Let's get to 1,000 likes pronto. I know half of y'all, I know half of y'all got y'all hand on a bottle of lubrication and I'm preventing you from finishing off your, you know, you know what I mean, pause. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. I'm preventing you from watching nanny porn right now, but you don't want to hit the like button. Okay, listen, at least you're watching my show and not watching some nanny prawn. So hit the like button. Let's get to 1,000 likes. We already got 1,800 people in here in the first 15 minutes, and that's just on one show. We're simulcasting on the Notorious Channel, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Well, we're not on Twitter right now, but we're on Twitch. We're on Rumble, simulcasting. We're going to be on We're gonna be on Spotify, Google, Apple, SoundCloud in, in about a couple of hours with the replay. So do me a favor. Stop messing around and hit me with a like real quick. I know you. the phone's over there. You're at work sniggling. You're at your GS-14 classified job with the Fetty Gov. Hit me off with the like button. All right, no multitasking. No nanny prawn. They're just trying to get, off, get one off, but they sniggling, and they trying to go through their prawn hub subscription hit me off anyway let's get back into the show oh we do have a couple more super chats it's justin O. saw a bw and a pookie arguing about being shout on money in walmart he says he is paying the bw student loan and has a child by her uncle always told me money doesn't discriminate nope it doesn't discriminate money issues does not discriminate so if you have a lot of money or a little money, doesn't discriminate, man. Money don't discriminate. So uh, they're arguing about, obviously, do uh, women are very, is women are like children when it comes to money issues. They'll wait until we get to the cash register. And I had a rule with my children. Do not talk to me at the cash register, right? Don't, whatever story you was telling me, we're at the cash register. Don't distract me. Don't say, hey, dad, look. Don't say, hey, dad, can I get? I'm at the cash register. That was my rule. So. Whatever was going to happen, happened there. Whatever we agreed to is going to agree to. So if I'm paying off your student loan and I got a kid, baby, pay for the rest of the, the groceries. We're not going to discuss this shit right here. We're not going to discuss this. And you're not going to front me out. So this is what women tend to do. This is a damsel in distress tactic. This is a simple wolf whistle. You're immediately going to be seen by the normies as the bad guy if you're arguing about money. Girl, man, go on and pay that woman's bills. Come on, man. Go on and pay that woman's groceries. Come on, man. You so she's going to front you out right there. Don't you know that's a tactic? That is a tactic women use. They front you out in situations that make you um, have to deal with and confront your masculinity. Okay, they can do this in front of family members, right, um, where they'll make snide comments and remarks about you or they'll get an attitude or they'll do something and get an attitude with you. But they'll do this typically around friends and family. 
Okay, or they'll front you out at a restaurant. Come on, be a man. And then you're like, all right, I don't want to look bad. Everybody's looking. All right, so you go ahead and do it. Shit testing. This is called manipulation, by the way. Yep, calling you out in public. This is all manipulation because they know you're not going to backhand slap her. They know you ain't going to yell at you. They know you ain't going to hit her with the Reverend X. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Yep. Cut that bitch off. Yep. Next All right, this is all tactics that they use to manipulate, right? And so I, I, when, I, when I tell you this, I, I tell you this to teach you, to prepare you. I don't say this to say things bad about women. I tell you to be prepared for it because it's going to happen and adjust accordingly. Adjust accordingly. Have a plan for these things. Learn how to pass these shit tests. You got a whole frame. You got to be like, look, man, I don't care what these normies saying about me. I don't care that ninja's videotaping me right now. But what you ain't going to do is you know you're out of pocket. You know you're out of pocket. We've already discussed this. We already have a plan implemented for this. We are, but, but, guys, but guys don't have plans implemented. You have to discuss these things with women and draw hard lines. Like you're dealing with, like I think he said the woman, um, he's paying the woman student loans debts and taking care of his kid. She probably knows she's responsible for the groceries. And if it's not the case, you better have a budget um, drawn out so that those situations don't happen. This is this is crazy. This is crazy. But guys, that's a common manipulation tactic when you're in public uh, to discuss things, have discussions that have implications on your finances. This is no, our finances are private, <laughs> right? This is not public discussion. Even to the point where I'll give you another example. Okay, I'll give you another example. Um, let's just say you're. You're out for dinner with the neighbors or the friends or something like that. Or you're out at a, you know, you take your girl or your wife or whoever your your living girlfriend, you go out for a drink. What'll happen is when the drinks are flowing, the sobriety is gone, the inhibitions have been lowered. One of the persons wants to talk about curtains, uh, remodeling, furniture ideas. Now, these things are very private conversations. They require sobriety, not in a loud room, not with other people that don't live there. These aren't discussions for them. These aren't open discussions. So what will happen is these discussions become open. People will start to listen to them. You'll have to shout over loud music or, you know, the bar being busy and humming. And you're not sober. You know what's going to happen. It's going to be an argument. I don't want brown curtains. He doesn't like brown curtains. What's wrong with brown curtains, Tommy? <laughs> See, brown curtains aren't bad. This type of conversation, these type of things, you must nip that shit in the bud. Nip it and nip it in the bud. Do not allow that. You you can't See, guys don't have these. You, you don't have any frame here. Right. People don't have it. But these are the things that end up being explosive arguments, especially when booze or drugs or inhibitions and sobriety is. You cannot allow this shit to go on. And so now she's fronted you out. She's put you on front street. You can't call her a bitch. Right. You can't tell everybody else to mind a effing business. You see what happens? You see what happens? These type of things. These are private conversations, but they become public. And that that helps her. It ain't going to help you. It really is going to help you. 
So you have to tell these people, man, like this is why people can't function in relationships. You have to tell them, nah, we ain't going to do this shit. And then you're going to look like the asshole more than likely. And be the back. Now, if you don't mind being the asshole, be the asshole. But just know if you become the asshole in that conversation, everybody gets to say, damn, does he really does he react like that every time you have these discussions? So when you get up and leave, when you tell them to shut your ass, shut your damn mouth, when you tell them to mind your business, then they be like, oh, man, I saw one time we was at dinner and he snapped. He snapped on his wife for talking about brown curtains. I don't know what his problem is. I'm telling you, these are all things they do to set your ass up properly. And then, the, yep, the white knight cavalry, all the husbands will get quiet at the table. They won't say nothing until you snap. Until you walk off. Man, what's wrong, Tommy? You can't handle a conversation about brown curtains? I'm telling you, man. Them shits is you guys don't know how properly you being set up, gaslit, manipulated. People do not have it. You guys don't have any idea. It's really, really strategic, and it's really petty. It's, it's almost constant. So watch out for it. And I'm here to save you on this shit, man. I'm telling you, man, they do this shit really well. It's ingrained in our world, in our society. And by the way, this is also death by a thousand cuts. This is also manipulation, death by a thousand cuts, gaslighting, putting you in predicaments to discuss your personal business out in public. So, yeah, man, do not do not fall for these tricks. And I'm going to tell you uh, what happens is. I don't want you to even respond what you because what guys will do is I'll tell you all these things. These are hidden secrets of relationships and I'll tell you all these things and your ass will go tell everybody. (laughs) You guys will go tell everybody. I know what you're trying to do. No, that's not what you're supposed to do. This is a shield, not a sword. What you need to do is then when you're dealing with relationships, if you're incapable of letting these people know what you're willing to accept and not accept or or vice versa in your relationship up front, you're not ready for relationships. You're just a lonely bastard. That's all you are. And you're dealing from scarcity. So you'll let this shit fly. Then when you don't have leverage, then you have to let that shit go on. It's facts. Let's get on to the show. Get on to the show. Oh, last one. Mr. Albert says, can you do the matchmaking program again, starting with the community? I think that was pretty funny. All right. I think that was pretty funny. Getting back to the show, let's talk about daycare. I've talked about this uh, uh, quite quite a few times. The impact of daycare. Uh, This is another thing that you might want to discuss with your partner if you guys are having children. Right? You guys are having children. You want a legacy? My legacy ninja coach, I want a legacy. Okay, when you have children, are they going to go to daycare? Are you going to have two working parents? Are you going to have two incomes? Because a lot of you guys can't even survive and support a single family income. You can't do it. So if you have children, how are they going to be educated? This is a very, very, very important subject matter. Are they going to go to daycare? Well, we always gave you, we already gave you the stats of daycare. I've done an entire show on daycare. Daycare was not intended to be a long-term usage program. They were intended to be something as a last resort. But 
in our world, we'll use daycare as the first resort. Resort, resort. Like, okay, yes, I'm going to work, send my kids to daycare. It wasn't intended for that. It was intended for low-income people who didn't have any options for childcare, like a parent, a village, all right, or a, or so, and so then, then if the mother had to go to work and they had no other option, then daycare will be used. And we tell you about the long-term impacts of daycare and how bad it is. It's terrible. It's terrible. They, they produce by far the worst children going forward by far. These are the worst students. These are the worst behaved kids when it's time to go to kindergarten or pre-K. It ain't even close in comparison to kids that have uh, been with the parent raised or kids that go to Montessori or kids that go through some sort of uh, elevated education or kids that even stay with their grandmother. The worst kids are daycare kids. I did an entire show about it. I'm not going to go back and cover it. But we have two perspectives here on daycare. This is one perspective, which is going to be a conservative perspective. And then we're going to give you a more liberal feminist perspective on daycare. So we'll give you both today. So let's share it right here. We were told that putting a baby in daycare so that mom could go back to work would have no impact on a baby as long as they had loving parents. We've created three generations of children with attachment disorders. When you drop your baby off for an eight-hour workday, what does that feel like for an infant? They feel like you've died. Is it true that the only way mothers are able to go back to work after three months is to emotionally disconnect from their babies? It should tell you that maybe you have an attachment disorder that needs to be looked at. They get into what we call schizoid states where they flip a switch and they say, I'm not going to care anymore. If you flip that switch every day, your baby is going to start to flip that switch too. They think that it's benefiting them socially. No, just no. I can debunk I can debunk that myth. If you had to say, okay, you are the ideal candidate for daycare, who is that person? I don't think anybody's a good candidate. I wish that a single mother would get together with another single mother and hire a babysitter. There All right, and so, jam. she said it would be better <laughs> if they got together and hired a babysitter economically than to send your kids to daycare. Let's continue. Our moms who say, well, my child has been in daycare since they were six weeks old and they're fine. Sometimes the symptoms come out in early childhood. Sometimes they'll come out in middle school. What is better for part-time moms? To work every day a little bit. Why is it crucial for moms to not repress feelings of guilt? When we tell women to ignore their guilt, we are not doing any favors to those women. That, that was a big one. That's a big one. Uh, you know, especially mothers of young children, they send the kid to daycare after six weeks and the mother feels guilty about going to work. What we'll do is we'll tell her to repress those feelings for her feminist agenda. Well, in the long run, it'll help. All right. But but she's saying if you do that, you're just having her repress and ignore the guilt, which she's going to have to deal with later on uh, down the line when her kid is a jackass. But let's continue here women and we are definitely not doing any favors to their children online mothers are told just ignore your guilt you're basically telling mothers to shut down their sensitive empathic nurturing which is critical to the survival of that child we're talking about an epidemic of mental illness and there we go so here that when we talk about mental illness i always ask the question where is it coming from you can't just say you got it we got to determine where it comes from where does it come from well, if there's a, we, we can't really say, I, I really can't say, I'm just going to say it's not, it came from somewhere. So let's identify where we really have impacted more single mothers. We have daycare, high divorce rates, obesity, bad nutrition. It came from somewhere. What happens is people want, don't want to accept the blame. Again, they repress the guilt. Well, it's not my fault or they'll put the get out guilt on someone else, which you can say I'm doing as well. 
I'm just saying, let's open the discussion where it's coming from. You can't just say you got it and then me take the glove. Okay, all right, I won't put any pressure on you. All right, but we have a lot of people going to daycare. Then down the line, what happens? These problems manifest. Then we just, boom, well, you have anxiety. Okay, let's, let's move forward. So the kid's already ruined. Let's continue. Children and adolescents, which I think is rooted in the way we raise our children from a young age. Okay, so that was one opinion on daycare. Let's give you the other side, which would be the progressive side of a mother who is a working mom who is, and she had another video I was going to share, and I think I closed the tab, so a long time ago maybe. So another video was shared with me of her, and she's going to talk about being a working mom and using daycare. I wish I had the original video because the original video uh, there was much more of her repressing her mommy guilt. But now she's going to come, and you can see she's a feminist, by the way. Guys, don't marry a feminist if you haven't heard. Marrying a feminist is the worst mistake of your life, and you need to vet if she's a feminist. This one's clearly a feminist, all right, because she has uh, uh, the notorious RBG on her shirt. Okay, so that's a dead-ass giveaway right here that she's a progressive feminist. But um, let me see what she says, what people ask when they see a working mom all right here we go you know it's gonna be some shit so let's get to it when we talk about whether or not a mom works outside of the home i hear us talk about these two questions in our decision framework the first question is does she make enough at her job to cover the cost of child care why don't we consider child care a shared expense between both partners i can't understand that one the second question we ask is what's best for the children I'd like to propose an edit to these questions. The first question we really should be asking is, hey mom, what do you wanna do? And consider her preference as priority in this decision. But instead, we make assumptions based on her situation and her income level as to what is best for her family and therefore what is best for her. God forbid, if she still chooses to remain employed, we make her justify it at every turn, especially if she has multiple children. But I ask you this, do we ever ask dad to justify his employment? We do not, especially if he has multiple children. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me let me get her. Now, I played another wife. This woman, I think, is a wife as well, but I played another wife who basically was kind of making similar arguments, and I told her this woman's setting this man up for a divorce. Now, there's just too much to unpack. Guys, I'm going to just let you know. Uh, if, you've been, if you've been a guy who has children by a woman or have been married and have children, have you had this discussion? Have you had, press one in the chat, press one in the chat, if you are a man that had children with a woman, or you're a man that was married and had children, and you've had this discussion, press one in the chat, because we got to unpack this shit right here. <laughs> we got to unpack this shit, I'm going to tell you right now where you messed up, because a lot of us have been in this conversation. This is a marriage or child destroyer, wealth destroyer. This one, you're, they're going to talk circles around. 
You're never going to solve this one. This is an unsolvable problem. The only way this gets solved is if you compromise. You're going to take the hit. The father, dad, you're going to take the hit. And you're going to take an L. I'm going to just let you know right now. Now, let me just show you. Let me just show you what's going on. Okay, and guys, if you want to have children with a progressive uh, software downloaded American Western feminist, this is, you're going to deal with this problem. I'm going to let you know. You're going you're gonna to hit this problem, and it's going to destroy your relationship with your spouse or your girlfriend or your kids. I'm just letting you know. This one's going to be the one. You have to stand your ground on this bo- before you have kids. Before. And even if you have this discussion, they're going to change. They're going to bait and switch you on this one. Now, this is a classic feminist. Watch this. I'm going to unpack it and tell you what's happening here. I'm going to unpack it. When we talk about whether or not a mom works outside of the home, I hear us talk about these two questions in our decision framework. The first question is, does she make enough at her job to cover the cost of childcare? All right. So that's an obvious one. That's going to be obvious. That's going to be the obvious question. I want to see how she handles this because it's an honest question. Most of the time, this woman was the primary caregiver of the children. If she gets divorced, she's going to run to the court and say, I'm the primary caregiver of the children. She's also going to say, I make less than the father. (laughs) So I should get child support and he should pay half a daycare for me to go to work. I'm just letting you know that's going to happen. But let's see how she deals with this one and dodges it. Why don't we consider childcare a shared expense between both partners? <laughs> okay, let's go back. So she, so she deflected and redirected. Deflect, redirect. Deflect, redirect. That's what she did. All right, I don't like your question. I'm not going to answer it. Then we should answer it like this. Deflect, redirect. How about, how about, how about this question? Now, again, I'm going to again propose to you. The situation she's asking for is going to change if the relationship implodes. Because it will at this point. Because you're going to be like, I can't take off work. It's going to implode. Then when she goes to court, she's going to say, I make less than him. I also need support of my children and I'm going to keep sending them to daycare and he going to pay half. So the conversation, her question is going to change when the context change. So it becomes a shared expense, but that doesn't, she's also going to say I'm the primary caregiver, but she already relinquished her caregiver. She relinquished it to the daycare to go to work. But she's not going to relinquish it when it's time to uh, dice up parenting time. She's going to say, the kids need to stay with me. You see the bullshit? But by the way, she didn't even answer the first question. She just deflected it, redirected, reframed it, and then now put us in a situation to try to justify it, in which I did. I answered the question. She ain't going to like it. What's going to happen if we're not together? Are you going to be the primary caregiver? Yes. Well, then let's go back to the first question. Do Does you working justify the expense it costs to have those kids in daycare? It does if you're the primary parent. Do you consider yourself the primary parent or do you have equal parentage? Most women do not want equal parentage, especially if the relationship doesn't exist. She's going to say, I'm the primary caregiver. 
Okay, if you're the primary caregiver, does your working justify the expense it costs? Don't just push it on to me. She tried to push it back. So that's a, that's the one to defeat that argument. But see, right there, she's disingenuous by deflecting and redirecting. You're the primary parent. You consider yourself the primary parent. But you want to make it equal so you can go to work and then say, it don't matter what I make. Mm. Let's continue here. I can't understand that one. Well, that's because you want to be in delusion, but let's continue. The second question we ask is, what's best for the children? I'd like to propose an edit to these questions. <laughs> Again, you notice the deflect and redirect. The question was, what's best for the children? Now, the way you defeat this one before you propose an edit, because she says, fuck them kids. That's what she said. And you'll hear her say it in a minute. It don't matter about them goddamn kids. That's what she's going to say. But if the marriage or the relationship implodes, the first damn thing she going to say when she go to court is what is in the best interest of the kids. That's going to be her whole argument. I believe the best interest of the kid is to have me the primary parent. I believe the best interest of the kid is blah, blah, blah. I believe the best interest of the kid. So now she don't want to consider the best interest of the kids. It don't matter. It me, 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 me. But when, if it doesn't work out, first thing she's going to say is what's in the best interest of the kids. I tell you, man, these people are children. These people are straight children and using deception. Again, deflect, redirect, F them kids. But the convert, the context changes and so does her opinion. Let's continue right here. The first question we really should be asking is, hey, mom, what do you want to do? There it is. F them kids. She basically said F them kids. The kids that she had. Let's continue. And consider her preference as priority in this decision. All right. So there it is. She wants the priority. What is your preference? I get priority. How? How you don't make as much. What are we doing here? You, how did you get priority over the kids? But of course the best interest of the kids, I'm telling you, I got caught in this one. There's no answer. You might as well bounce. All right. Because there it is. This is the delusion that they come from. This is crazy. Let's continue. But instead we make assumptions based on her situation and her income level. There it is. It don't matter what I make. It don't matter what I make. Just because I make less doesn't mean I don't have any priority. So let's just reframe it. She can work bagging groceries and pushing shopping carts. You, on the other hand, could be an entrepreneur. You could work at a bank. You could have your GS-14 classified. You can make 60000 She makes thirty. In her mind, <laughs> it don't matter. That don't matter. Okay. I'm the priority here. What? Hold on for a second. Like, wait a minute, ma'am. Like, what that mean? These people are baby and family destroyers. And when we get to the lesbian statistics, we're going to figure out who the problem is. This is crazy. Cra this is crazy talk. As to what is best for her family and therefore what is best for her. 
All right, so where's he at? Where's he at? All I heard about was these kids and family and her. What about him? What about him? She hasn't mentioned him yet, and that's what I'm going to tell you. You're going to take this L, gentlemen. If you want to keep this marriage going, you want to keep this relationship going, she's telling you to take that L. God forbid, if she still chooses to remain employed, we make her justify it at every turn, especially if she has multiple children. But I ask you this, do we ever ask dad to justify his employment? (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay, so do we ask him to justify his employment? In this situation, I'm just going to make assumptions. He makes more. He probably works more hours. And he's, excuse me, he's not the primary parent. He has no parental rights. He has no say-so because you're the priority. And you're working, making $1,500 a month, throwing your kids in daycare. And he's like, I don't want them in there. And she's like, well, you get them and raise them. I'm going to tell you, man, this shit is crazy. They cuckoo is, they cuckoo for Coca Puffs. And they're like, well, I ain't the mother. I don't care. Hey, I want to work. Not one solid argument, not one answer question, all deflect, redirect. Gentlemen, this is going to be the problem. Meanwhile, your kids in daycare eating boogers. Your kids in daycare learning how to hustle uh, garbage pail kid cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Your kids in daycare getting beat up and learning slang language, eating high fructose corn syrup snacks. Your kids out here getting yard time. All right, being stuck in a uh, in a little in a little box room with thirty kids, getting fifteen minutes of playtime, with the teachers out here setting up their Tinder date. <laughs> Yo, this shit. He said rolling dice, playing quarters. Your kids learning how to play quarters and roll dice. Your kids getting their first time getting their iPod uh, stolen out of their cubicle, their little cubby. This like yo man, <laughs> yo kids learning how to graffiti in the bathroom stalls. Unbelievable, yo kids ain't learning shit. Not how to count. Not how to do a damn thing. Yo kid watching another kid, the bully of the daycare, eating a snacks. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> eating glue, sniffing glue, and eating crayons. Man, this is absolutely crazy. And she at she at work justifying bagging groceries. She at work justifying being a secretary. She at work talking about pushing papers and pencils around and firing off emails. Okay, this is what I'm talking about, dude. This is the two-parent trap. Yep, she your kids at daycare learning curse words and slang words. This is absolutely insane. Same. These are the people. This is the common software downloaded feminists. And these are the women you're having your children with. Please consider. Please consider and reconsider another option. They're going to turn into this. And let me tell you, they're going to do this when you have no choice. So you're going to discuss before you have kids. My kids will never touch a daycare. My kids will be on a planning path. You're going to be the primary parent. They're going to have these extracurricular activities as options. Then they're going to go to Montessori. They're going to learn. They're going to go to tutoring. They're going to go to Kuma. They're going to learn. This bitch will blow all of that up. Blow it up. 
not only will she blow it up, she'll blame your monkey ass. And then if she blows it up, you're going to be on custody time. You're going to be on custody time fighting, fighting in court. I'm going to tell you, man, people keep blaming men for divorce. I highly doubt it. It is not even close. When we get to the lesbian statistics, it's going to show who's the problem here. Even a, a lesbian is going to say it. She's going to be like, you know what? We really need to discuss who's the problem in relationships. She's going to point it square at. Well, I'm not even going to give it away. But look, even this Millie Mouth Muskrat Plain Jane is going to blow her marriage up so she can bag groceries and scan groceries so she can fire emails off as a human resources assistant. She's going to blow it up just to send your kids to take care <laughs> and get drag queen story hour. She's going to shove your kids in a public school and call it free. Hey, we don't have to no longer pay for daycare. Is she going to shove them in to, to pre-K as early as possible? And she's going to skedaddle her ass thinking she's doing something. I'm telling you, this is so common. This is so common. And your kids going to end up just being average. When you had these exceptional goals to be, I'm going to build a legacy. They're going to be just average if you're lucky. What they're most likely going to be is depressed, strength, stressed, and anxious. Man, this is, a, this is the tragedy of America. Absolute tragedy. Let's get to the next story right here. And it looks to be the Mia Khalifa story. We're here early. You know what? Let's jump into this because we were talking about it. Let's go to the lesbian divorce rate. Let's, let's talk about it because we were just talking about it. So that'd be a better transition. One of the things that I talked about when they start pushing LB or LGBTQ plus pushing P marriages is I said, one of the crux of this is lawyers are the ones pushing it. It's not really the advocates that are pushing it. Much of these earlier uh, pushing for legalizing marriage, same sex marriage has been by lawyers. If you look it up, bar associations, they've been proponents of of uh, same-sex marriage. Well, the problem with that is these bars associations also benefit when divorce happens. And I said divorce is going to go crazy with same-sex marriage because people say it's about love. Nothing ever is about love. Nothing. All right, that's just a, all a cover-up. I said what's going to happen is these bar associations know they're going to make more money off of these gay people marrying than they can single people marrying. And when you look at domestic violence, and if you look at uh, divorce rates, you're going to see it. As a matter of fact, let me use this as evidence right here. Uh, this is the U.S. women's national soccer team player, um, Ashlyn Harris. And you're going to see this in the next 20, 25 years. A lot of these same-sex people are going to get divorced at extremely high rates. It says right here, Ashlyn Harris files for divorce from... Allie Krieger after nearly four years of marriage. Um, they met in 2010 and wed nine years later. They share two children. So here it is. They share two children. So now you got now you got same-sex marriage, two children, divorce, co-parenting, four years of marriage, but they've been together for 10 years. They actually took nine years to marry. They got married, divorce in four. <laughs> so now we got co-parenting lesbians ay, yeah yeah and i don't even know who these players are to be honest with you nor do i really care all right but uh this is just an example all right harris 37 i'm pretty sure there's some domestic violence there's some abuse in here too 
Harris 37 filed for divorce from Kruger 39 or Krieger in somewhere in Florida. Representatives for Harris and Krieger did not immediately respond. These two players who played on the same team shared two children. Oh, look at this. It don't matter. Good guys. I always tell you when you remove yourself from the situation, less bullshit happens. So these two women have two children, Sloan aged two and a half and a daughter. Uh, wait, a son named Ocean, 14 months. Two children less than three years old. We got a 14-month-old son named Ocean, who I'm probably going to probably suggest they're raising him gender fluid. All right, and here we go. Same old shit. It says right here, they instantly clicked as teammates in 2010. Of course, clicked. <laughs> they clicked? They clicked as teammates in 2010? Or did they? Never mind. This is a family show. They became really close friends. Guys, I've, I've coached a lot of lesbian women in my life. So, listen, I can say these jokes. All right, uh, let me see here. Let's go down to where it is right here. They 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 both played for the Orlando Pride, and they called the couple couple together Crashlin, Crashlin, combining their names for Krieger and Ashlyn. They called them Ninja. Please, let's continue. All right, uh, Jesus, let's go back. Who's the dom in this situation? Okay, they first wed here. They had their first anniversary, wedding anniversary, okay, in 2020. Our first year of marriage got very, very weird, but we made it through together crying, smiling, and laughing through the difficult moments and sharing an even closer bond than ever. And they spent a lot of quality time. Spending a lot of quality time with you this year made me love you even more. All right, this is common bullshit, okay? Let's go down here. They welcomed their first daughter, Sloan, via adoption in 2021, just a few months before they were both traded to the Gotham Football Club. A year later, they also adopted a second baby, a son named Ocean. All right, so they had, uh-oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my. Oh, the humanity. How did I know? How did I know, did you? I was about to say, I bet you they black. I was when I started reading it, I was saying, I bet you they black. And it is so, no, stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. I know too much about these. <sighs> oh, no. Ay, ay, ay. All right, let me, let me continue on with this story here. Another broken home for these black kids. All right, let's see what happens here. 
right. Uh, okay. Okay. There's another part of this story here. There's another part of this story. Oh my goodness, man. Dude, I could go in, in this all day. Next part of this story. Update. Sophia Bush is dating soccer star Ashlyn Harris after respective divorce filings. Wait a minute. Oh, the humanity. Wait a minute. Whoa, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So wait a minute. Who in the hell is Sophia Bush? <laughs> wait, Sophia Bush. Let's get to this. I got to put this together. Sophia Bush and Ashlyn Harris. That was from the previous story. Ashlyn Harris. Sophia Bush are reportedly dating their res- amid their respective divorces from Grant Hughes and Allie Kruger. So Sophia Bush divorced a man, Grant Harris. And Ashlyn Harris divorced a woman with two kids. And uh, Sophia Bush divorced her husband after 13 months of marriage. Brothers, what about love, man? Brothers, what is going on, man? (laughs) Yo, man, what are we doing? What are we doing out here? All right, this is too much. This is too much. Let's continue with the show here. So let's take you some statistics, man. Yeah, from what let's take you to some statistics. So domestic violence, domestic violence peaks more than ever for the LGBTQTI pushing P community. Abusive relationships. Remember this because they're always going to characterize as men being the abusers here. But abusive relationships are characterized by consistent acts of degradation, physical and verbal abuse, intimidation and excessive control. While abusers will attempt to normalize such behaviors to maintain power in the relationship. These acts are and should also be recognized as domestic violence. So there you go. I mean, anything's domestic violence. It says right here, what may do, wait, what many do not recognize is that aggressive behavior patterns and violence are even more common in non-heterosexual couples and members of the LGBTQIA plus community. According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence and the Williams Institute of Law, Black and African-American members of the LGBT community are more likely to experience physical violence. More. Him abusive, and I'm assuming that's going to be males and females, but when it comes to lesbians, two women, around 44% of lesbian and 61% of bisexual women have experienced some form of grape and physical violence by an intimate partner as compared to 35% of straight women. Mm. Brothers. Oh, the humanity. (laughs) Whose fault is this? Whose fault? It's always... It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. There's no men even involved. And there's more of it. And plus, I've seen this. I've seen this even happen with the players that I've coached. They be they be going in on each other, like yelling, screaming, calling names, physical fights, fist fights. All right. Stabbing each other. Stabbing each other. And when it comes to two men together, two men. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. 
Even when it's two men together, their domestic violence numbers are lower than two women together, considerably lower. But they're lower than two women together. However, they're lower in comparison to straight men. I'm sorry, they're higher in comparison to straight men. It says lifetime intimate partner violence amongst the trans community from proposed studies ranges from 31% to 51%. But nobody wants to talk about that either. So when they get together, they be fist to cuffs. 31 to 50% chance. Ninja. Let's get to this right here. Nobody want to talk about it. So this woman's going to uncover something that people aren't talking about, but we talking about it. And she's going to propose an interesting question. She's going to propose an interesting question because we hear about divorce and uh, women filing. We hear about all of that stuff. And then it's the man, he was abusive, financially abused. But when you remove the man, they still have the same problem. When you remove the man, they still have the same issue. Let's listen. Could not resist, so I had to look it up. From the Office of National Statistics, from a 2019 study, in ever-increasing numbers, we are now at a lesbian divorce rate of 72%. So the top four reasons that they are reporting getting divorced is feeling ignored, inequality in the partnership, adultery, and domestic violence. Personally, I feel like this lends some weight to men's arguments and complaints about how women are behaving in relationships. Because when you have lesbian statistic, lesbian divorce statistics that look like that, the girls are kind of telling on themselves. Ooh, wait. Oh, hell yeah. That's sweet, sweet justice right there. Yep, telling on yourself. Telling on yourself. Hey, they letting it be known. They are just not capable. But what, what did I tell you? They just not capable of this shit. It don't matter. <laughs> It don't matter if a man's involved or a woman's involved. The woman is still going to come up with the same bullshit. The top four reasons. Infidelity. uh, What? It being ignored. What was the other one? Abuse. Same bullshit. She basically said it's the same shit. Different day. Same shit. Different partner. And that's a, le- that's a woman. She said, I'm a lesbian. She was like, yo, this is this is crazy. It lends credibility to the red pill. Hafiz, where you at? Hafiz, Matt Walsh, where y'all at? I'm going to play it back. I'm going to run it back. I'm going to run it back two or three more times because this is important. It don't matter who you put in front of them, the same results happening. We got to start looking at this pragmatically. Why is it that the same shit keep happening to them? And then it was easy to say, well, it was Jermaine's fault. But now, there's no Jermaine. Still the same result. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I love it. When no man's involved, they arrive at the same conclusion. Listen. Wait to look it up from the office of national statistics from a 2019 study in ever increasing numbers we are now at a lesbian divorce rate of 72 percent so the top four reasons that they are reporting getting divorced is feeling ignored inequality in the partnership adultery and domestic violence personally i feel like this lends some weight to men's arguments and complaints about how women are behaving in relationships Because when you have lesbian statistic, lesbian divorce statistics that look like that, the girls are kind of telling on themselves. Woo! 
Hey, there was another one in there. There's another one. Listen, <laughs> Matt Walsh, where y'all, hey, listen. There's another one in there that she said, and it talked and reflected on this one. Remember I said, I said this woman right here? You can't win. The you can't win. I told you, she said inequality in relationships. So wait a minute. This woman's talking about the inequality in relationships with her husband, and she arrived at a conclusion that there's no equality position. There's no equality position in a relationship. Then when you go over to the lesbians, it's the same argument. How did you get to the same argument? What? How is that the same? It, it's in there, the top four. There's no equality in the relationship. So let's just call a spade a spade. I'm going to run this back again. Let's just call it what it is. This is the most glaring evidence as to who the issue is. Now, let me tell you, and I have to talk about these guys. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. This is their nature. When it comes to two men together, I have to talk hey, about yo, chill, son. Hey, when it yo. comes to two men together, it seems that these men, while having this problem, just uh, more than straight men, they are having less problems. So when it comes to two women together, look at the stats. 44%, 61% of bisexual. Okay. When it comes to two men together, 26% and 37% of bisexual men have experienced uh, forms of great or grape or physical violence. And that's compared to 29% of men, straight men. And that's unreported, mostly unreported. Then when it comes to transgender, Partner violence, 31 to 50%. But, but, but the men aren't having as many problems together. The women seem to can't cope together at all. Then when they, can't get, when they get with men, they can't cope, right? When they turn into men, they can't handle it. It's like they, they are the problem. They're, they're clearly the problem. Even this woman recognizes it and she gay. She's like, we got to talk about this. They're the ones that keep having the same problem no matter what situation. They change from man to woman. They still having a problem. Mm. They get with another woman. Problems. <laughs> they get with a man. Problems. They get with a man and then a woman. Problems. Mm. What? This is crazy, man. This is the, this is one of the most fierce piece of evidence that you can find on the internet to solve for the variable. I've been telling you the variable is X, the woman. The constant is the male. When you remove the constant, the variable out of control. Let's play it again here. Could not resist. So I had to look it up from the Office of National Statistics from a 2019 study. In ever increasing numbers, we are now at a lesbian divorce rate of 72%. So the top four reasons that they are reporting getting divorced is feeling ignored, inequality in the partnership, adultery, and domestic violence. Personally, I feel like this lends some weight to men's arguments and complaints about how women are behaving in relationships. Because when you have lesbian statistic, lesbian divorce statistics that look like that, the girls are kind of telling on themselves. Woo-wee! 
Unbelievable, man. Sweet, sweet victory. Let's take a victory lap. Sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Come on, man. Come on, guys. And a lot of guys have beat themselves up. A lot of guys have been beating themselves up, trying to figure out what they did wrong. Have you ever been this guy? You've been, you've been figuring out, like, what did I really do wrong? You know, you were blindsided. Things changed. You saw what was happening. You tried to maintain it. You kind of took the blame. You went to marriage counseling, and then you took the blame. You took the heat, still didn't change. And you've been beating yourself up, beating yourself up, feeling down, feeling guilty. I'm going to tell you, it is not. It was not your fault. I know people want to say this is going to be an avoidance. Gentlemen, and, and society will tell you, man, you didn't man up. You wasn't hitting it right. I, this is time. We really have to say this. It was not your fault. It was them. It was them. The statistics prove it. It was them all along, and they made it your fault. They tried to identify what your fault was. You didn't do this, and you did that, and you didn't do, and you didn't do. You were sleepless at night. You lost your kids. You was getting dragged. I'm telling you, even we're talking about even teenage relationships going into when you were in college, going into when you were dating, going to, they've been always been pushing. It's been the man. And in reality, as I've always thought, the agent of chaos is them. The Bible told us so. History has told us so. Everybody in the manosphere had told us so. They are the agent of chaos. They are the variable. They are the non-control group. They are the ones that come out first in the court of public opinion. They quick to come out. It was Jermaine's fault. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you unpack the data, Mash Walsh, it don't matter if you put that woman with a man or a woman, the outcome is the same. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's proof. Where where the ladies at? Where the ladies at? It don't even matter. They come out with the same damn result. As a matter of fact, I call them the Scooby-Doo kids. They're the literally the Scooby-Doo kids. Because what happens is the Scooby-Doo kids keep showing up and they're keep being ghosts and goblins and all of that stuff. And then they got to solve a mystery. Have you once not considered that maybe it's the Scooby-Doo kids? Because every time they show up, there's a mystery. There's ghost goblins. There's some sort of mystery. Maybe consider the common denominator. Maybe it's the Scooby-Doo kids inviting that shit. But we always think it's the evil people on the other side. Maybe it's where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the, always consider the common denominator when you looked at it earlier on in the red pill discovery it was 70 percent, 80 percent of women filing the divorce well it's you men you are doing this when they go to women same damn thing it don't matter you remove a man same concept the common denominator uh, theory has never ever failed us this is unbelievable groundbreaking evidence to support the case that it is not Jermaine's fault it is all Jermaine's fault it's 
when it comes to dealing with them, and especially Western women, do not beat yourself up. Guys, young men, do not beat yourself up as to the chaos you're experiencing out here. The data is conclusive. It's conclusive. They're the agents of chaos. They're the ones kind of flipping around. They're the ones that come up with the same. Con- it's the same damn thing. They don't. They've been the villain the entire time. Unbelievable, man. Yo, take a victory lap, pat yourself on the back, ninja, pick yourself up. Stop beating yourself up when it comes to these things. And I've been beat this for quite a long time. I'm getting men to understand. Stop internalizing their weaknesses. Stop internalizing what they do to actually do what? They project onto you what they're dealing with. Stop it. You have to stop it because you cannot become the man you need to by following them. They're not to be followed. As a matter of fact, they love to stay in Dululu land. Look. So, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you absolutely can stay delusional forever if you want to. I support it. If you want to just be 24-7 Dululu, I'm with you. Who are we hurting? Ourselves. But we do that anyway. So what's one more thing? You know? I mean, it's a happier place, too. Reality has no place in my world. Guys, ladies, I'm going to tell you, the the 10 women in here, because we're going to get into the main event here. I'm going to do the Super Chats, get into the main event. Ladies, what say you? I I know you're watching. What say you on this information? Does this change anything in your little head? Does this give you an indication that, yeah, this is damaging evidence? Or are you going to push this to the side? Like you've pushed all of these statistics to the side. Do you think that this is damaging evidence as we're celebrating this victory? Or do you think it's still the men out here? It's you niggas out here. It's the niggas out here fault. (laughs) What say you? On this, because I know you're sitting there going, nah, this still doesn't solve it. It's you niggas. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Y'all gonna kick this can down the road anymore? I know you are, so I have no faith in you. Somebody said hearsay. It's hearsay evidence. Hearsay evidence. Uh, this is not it. There's still there's still a reason to doubt. Old CGA. Mm. Still a reason? I have no idea. All right, let me get to these super chats. Man, I swear. I swear, swear, swear. They gonna push it to the side. Yep. Push them panties to the side while you at it. Oh, this is a family show. <laughs> this is crazy. Unreal. I love it. And if you see anybody else follow up, any consecrators follow up, especially the ones that get massive views and never mention my name, just type CGA in their chat. Type CGA said it in the chat. Not only that, what I want you to do is comment CGA under their video. CGA said it first. And this is what you're also going to do. You're also going to find out they didn't block my name in their comment chats. They didn't block my name. Right, because you're going to see people come. They watch my show. You're going to see them come out with this information now. You're going to see them come out, and they're going to all come out. They're all going to make their videos. 
type my name in the box and you're gonna see i'm blocked they got my name blocked in their youtube shit in the background my name is blocked but anyway <laughs> all right anyway yo let's get to the yeah somebody says i need to prioritize my happiness it's facts guys prioritize what you want out of this world Please prioritize what you want out of this world because you are important. You have so much that you can accomplish in this world. And what we do is we put it in the women. We invest all of this shit in the women only for, only for them to pull the plug. And they pull the rug. And then they blame us on the end. And then we will feel bad. Damn, what are we doing right? You got to prioritize yourself. Young men. Stop beating yourself up over these women. Stop. They're too unpredictable. In fact, they're very predictable to me, but they're unpredictable for you because you don't have leverage. You got to put yourself first. And I see I lost about 100 people. Okay. I lost about 100 people with that last video, with that last one, because that's almost the nail in the coffin at this point to get me to believe what we believe out here. That's the nail in the coffin. That's the nail in the coffin. If this doesn't send you to the free agent lifestyle, I don't know what will. Yep, quieter than a church mouse pissing on cotton. There's nothing that there's nothing that can swing me back from the free agent lifestyle. This was it. This is the death nail. It's the death nail. What more do you need, guys? Do not beat yourself up when it comes to dealing with these women. Now, now there are some men out here doing some despicable things with women. But most of that is a small percentage of men. Small. Because they're all dealing with this guy. They'll all give that guy a chance. So they're all kind of dealing with the same 20, 30% of guys. And then half of those guys might do them dirty. Okay, we, we, we attest. I testify that that is the case. Now, you should learn your lesson and stop dealing with those type of guys. That's what it is. Same, same as we tell guys, you're dealing with those type of skeezers. I tell them, stop dealing with skeezers. So I've, hold men, I've held men accountable saying that stop dealing with skeezers. You'll probably have less of these issues. So that, that's where we are, man. There's no much more need to be said on that one. Let's get to these super chats. Justin O, shout out to you. Mo Paul says, bring back the belly deli for these ninja watchers in the building. Hit the like button, please. Shout out to Steven with the co-sponsorship. Shout out to you. Here we go. He says, the problem with society is we are domesticated. We are perpetual children. Be dangerous. Be free. Free agent lifestyle. Shout out to you. And yes, uh, they wanted that. You know, I think uh, Jordan Peterson said it first, be a monster. Or he might said it best. Be a monster. Become a monster. I believe he has a speech on that. And again, you can be like, well, Jordan Peterson, I don't care about Jordan Peterson. I care about what he said. I don't care about him as a person. But I, it's not like that I don't care. But I don't care what you feel about him as a person. When he says become a monster, that's a fact. And that's one of the things I tell you to do out here. Ninja, Ninja, you need to become Thanos out in this mug. All right? Become the top dog. Come out here and eat what you kill. All right, come all this docile shit and tap dancing and egg, you'll become five, ten times better and earn 10 or 20 times your income. Uh, but you over here walking on eggshells for a bitch that bag groceries and send emails 
and you're at home taking care of your kids and she had her over here uh, uh pushing shopping carts like ninja it don't how does that even how do you even oh well you know not, no I don't know shit you need to go out here and be a monster All right, but I'm not going to take no backseat to no goddamn secretary. There ain't, there ain't no way. I'm not going to put my shit on hold so she can be a secretary. Look, this is what she said. And y'all ninjas going to do it too. All right, I'm going to walk smooth away from it. Well, I'm a secretary, and I'm a, you need to take a backseat to me. Never. Mm. Never. And don't feel guilty about it. Bounce. Bounce. Well, but I got kids with her. Bounce. You gonna make you gonna make it all back. You gonna make it all back, son. You gonna make it all sad. Bounce on this bitch and leave her there where she's standing. Let her be broke, being a secretary all her life. Who gives? Who gives a shit? <laughs> right. But you ain't gonna stop my progress and my humanity out here because you want me to take a back seat to you being a secretary. Ain't gonna happen. Mm. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't nothing you gonna say to make me go back to that deal. Please. <laughs> right please ain't gonna happen not i now you could do it but it ain't gonna be me shout out to <laughs> but some of y'all pansy asses you you know you want to do the right thing but i want to do the right thing by my girl support her and please twin a says my last three date nights with my wife she had started some kind of argument he says, I might have to go Nino Brown soon and cancel that, bitch. Hey, man, I don't know why you would go on a date night with your wife and there's an argument. I mean, man, guys, you know what? Married guys be going through some bull. Camster email says they all, he said they all like that, coach, all. You're going to have to have that conversation. The regular, and you know what it is mostly? This is what it is mostly. It's mostly that we allow them to get away with these tropes so they know they can pull it out. So in order for them to exit, we know hypergamy is there. We know they think they can get a better deal. We know they think they have options. So when they get tired of you, all they do is just pull out the same bullshit, whether you are a male or a female. The regular dude says we at least, he says, well, at least my baby mama work at the daycare my son is at. All right, shout out to you, Twin A. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. Write that 100 times. He says, just going to keep repeating this today. All right, shout out to, uh, let's see here. OT says, my donation to the best to ever do it. Shout out to the coach gang. Shout out to the coach gang. Shout out to MC Hamster, her kid at daycare playing lawyer for Minnie and Mickey Mouse. Age of Machine says, reality has no place in my world. Says it all right there. SYSBM, MGTOW, RP, and BP, or BP. He says, uh, go your own way now. We need reality, and she doesn't have it. She said, reality has no place in my world. Right here. Reality has no place in my world, guys. Really, really consider the weight of what she's saying. And she's serious. She's serious. <laughs> Realize what she's saying. And look at the response. I don't know if you guys can see this because you guys might have missed this earlier in the show. 
Look at the response. These aren't all bots. Because you look at that and measure it against the amount of comments and the support of comments, mostly from women. That says, just live blissfully unaware. Man, I will not put my life in the hands of these people. That is actually scary. It, that's psycho scary. Psycho. Shout out to JC says, can't believe many let Goofy hit that bottom. You think Minnie was cheating on, on Mickey Mouse? If he comes out, that would be a disgrace. Shout out to our brother here. Shout out to, uh, we're going to call you Zia. Says, thank you, coach, for everything you taught me. And if you're a young man, arm yourself against this before you deal with it. Have you been, remember when you were young and dating? You were young and dating and uh, you dealt with some stuff and your girl just flipped out. He was like, what, you, what type of shit you on? You're like, well, what, what's going on? What's really going on out here? And she don't flip and she's acting a certain way. And you just be like, like, bitch, what you on? <laughs> and we dealt with it and dealt with it and dealt with it. And we tried to work around it. And we asked her friend, man, what time is she on out here? What, what, what's she on out here? And I also said this. Never underestimate the amount of times that you had an interesting or curious interaction with a woman that that woman was not on drugs, prescription, or recreational, drunk, or impaired. Never underestimate the times that you've had an interesting interaction and she was zooted. People don't see this one. I see it. I think a lot of people are out here zooted. Some people are smoked out zooted. Some people are lines of coca zooted. Some people are mental health meds zooted. And you had a funny interaction and she flipped. And you was like, man, what's she doing? And she was zooted. You just didn't know. You had no clue. She might have been kind of laughy or kind of, she just flipped out on you, went crazy. She was zooted. She was on some marijuana or some coca. Right, they be doing wreck drugs like crazy. Molly pop, yep, pop the Molly real quick. Drop some, uh, uh, drop some acid. Did some Xanax, mixed it with the wine. You, you never know, man. But people will not go to that first. That's the first thing I go to. As soon as I see it, I'll be like, she zooted. Now she gonna have to prove me otherwise. I'm like, did you do a line of coca, or they on some wine? I'm telling you, man, people don't go to that first. I'm a big believer because I've lived with alcoholism. I don't have alcoholism, but I've lived with two alcoholics. And both of them were in denial. And I'm not a drinker as much. I'm more straight-edged than anything. But I know people who live with alcohol and be doing drugs. And then now these are the biggest people talking mental health shit. I swear to God. I know people deny this. But these are the same people talking about mental health. Now, it's, it's of my opinion that these people are experiencing coming down from their drugs. Maybe they sobered up. This is some sort of, uh, what do they call it? Where you now get off of drugs and you're trying to correct your life and you having, you having uh, what is it called? What is it called when you have an adverse effect? a reaction to uh, missing your drugs. What is it called? I can't remember what it's called. You had a shakes. Um, it's calling me. 
What is that shit called? It's not relapse. It's called uh withdrawals. Thank you. Withdrawals. It's called withdrawals. I think your brain and your body having withdrawals. And your you can't cope. Cause dude, I'm telling you, every one of these people that I hear about that depression shit, sure enough, they was a weed head, alcoholic, or a dope fiend. It's almost guaranteed. And then I'm like, your body and your mind going through withdrawals, right? Then you know, pass it on to your kids. It's almost automatic that they was bragging about smoking weed not that long ago. It's almost automatic. Somebody said Ninja, read the comments. The problem is I'm on a delay. I'm on a 10-second delay. So as I'm talking to you, you don't hear what I said till 10 seconds later. So when I'm talking, there's no comment. <laughs> right? So a lot of people don't realize that about YouTube. They ready for me to have the censor button. They ready for me to say something and yank me. All right? Uh, and then you won't hear it when they yank me. So that's one of the problems when I ask a question. It's 10 seconds, a response time of 10 seconds. Uh, but anyway. Um, anyway, let me get to these chats over here. Unbelievable. Yeah, hey, I'm in the future. I'm definitely in the future. <laughs> but it's almost inevitable. And then they'll be like, well, I got on it because I was depressed. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm not going to let you bullshit me. Well, I felt lonely, so I got on the drugs. Man, look, kiss my ass with all that bullshit. Look, Ninja, look, look. Boss up, Ninja. Boss up with that bullshit. I, you want me to feel sorry for you because you a crackhead. Don't get me started. All right, don't get me started. You a dope fiend, so you want me to feel bad that you could not listen to the dare, the dare bear and put crack on your lips. <laughs> right? You won't listen. Well, you need to feel sorry for me because you couldn't put the bottle down from your lips. Man, kiss my ass. <laughs> kiss my monkey ass as if you didn't know reaching for crack and dope and alcohol was not the answer. You monkey mother. Man, kiss my whole entire ass. <laughs> All right. I, I really have a serious. That's going to be my crusade in the future, man. I don't got no goddamn sympathy for you because you could not put down. And here's the funny thing about it. Here's the funny thing about it. Them ninjas claimed they was drinking because they was depressed. But guess what? Them ninjas was drinking out at the club, dancing and shit, doing the stanky leg and trying to twerk. And them, then they want me to feel bad that they couldn't put down the bottle. Man, kiss my ass. Kiss my ass with that bullshit. Don't get me started. <laughs> Ninja, you decided to tip up the henny. Now you want to try to act like, well, I was feeling bad. Bullshit. Anyway, don't get me started. That really triggers me, man. When they try to pull that shit on me. Nah, man. <laughs> you was the one hitting the weed, uh, spitting freestyles in the cypher. Talking about I'm in the cypher with my boys. We be getting busy. Now you want to act like you was hitting the weed because you was feeling bad. Man, shut up with that bullshit. You thought you was cool when you was hitting the weed, spitting freestyles. Now you want to talk about you was feeling bad and depressed. Kiss my whole entire ass with that shit. <laughs> mm. 
Bullshit. Let me stop. <laughs> yeah. Ninja, one thing about an addict, never trust what they say. So if you an addict, you an addict, I don't trust you automatically. Talking about trust me, I'm telling the truth. You an addict, never trust an addict, rule number one. Let's continue. <laughs> they pissed off. All right, look, if you're going to be an addict, be an addict. But it is what it is. Shout out to, uh. All right, where we got? El Jefe says, I don't know what Coach Adamas thinks, but I see a self-deletion coming from Britney Spears. I know, man. I do. I, I do see that, too, man. I don't want to wish that on her either. I don't want to wish that on her, but I just don't see her getting out of this mess. I don't get I don't see her getting out of uh this mess at all. All right, shout out to Chris Abney says we're gonna uh we're gone. We've gone against the balance of priority and protection. God, men, women, and children. God needs no protection, but when prioritized, provides protection. And he says, it is what I call the divine order. Indeed. Shout out to you. All right, shout out to Eugene. He says, uh, we put all of our energy into women because we still get validation from them. And this is unfixable. Every man who's any man will always derive value from their ability to get and retain beautiful women, whether it is blue-pilled or on the dark side. And it's a fact. And I don't want you guys to try to uh, fix that. All right. I don't want you guys to, because some guys think they can turn off their desires or getting noticed or recognized or validation from women. I think it's impossible, but there's ways to work around it to protect yourself. And I want you to protect yourself. All right. Shout out to Chris says from the red pill, the red mask. uh, He says, coach Drake just dropped the red pill album. They're listening. He says he even used the phrase post nut clarity and he did. Uh, the yearly schedule for girls' emotions throughout the year. You've been saying this. Wow, he says they listening. Hashtag we are the culture. And I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, like you're saying, Chris. I'm going to tell you. All of these celebrities, entertainers, rappers, they're listening to us. Don't think or get it twisted. Don't think they're not. I know you're like, nah, man, you just a little YouTuber. I'm going to tell you this right now. They're watching. All of them. Celebrities, politicians, FBI, CIA, your favorite rapper. They all watching. If they ain't watching me, they watching somebody like me. They watching. Ninja, we are the culture. We we're the we're going, we're we're redirecting thought. They watching. They they know. Ninja, look, look. You cannot have this much reach and much access consistently and not them, ha- have them completely ignore it. We're unignored. You can't ignore it. Now, do they agree with everything? No. Can they say everything we say? No. But they, they watching 100%. And there's too many times where I saw and heard people say just little things. I'm like, dude, that, that came straight from us. It came straight from CGA. It came straight from another content creator in this space. It came straight from that person. But anyway, we got Eugene says, moreover, nothing is more destructive to a man 
than having to admit or being known for a man that can't get a woman. It's almost like a curse, but they validate us socially. So there's a lot to unpack there and go into. Maybe we can discuss that a little bit more thoroughly because I want to get into that at some point. I want to get into that at some point. I wonder if I got these guys over on PayPal. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Uh, but shout out to Joe K says, with no Jermaine, he says women are even more destructive. The girls telling on themselves all Jermaine's fault. And that's you. And that's you. Yeah, without us being the cause of their issues, they still have issues. That's one thing I'm going to tell you about. And I've learned that and how I deal with women. One of the things that I do, that if a woman believes that I'm an issue, the one thing I do to test it, and yes, I'm one of the Duke and Duke brothers, I will socially test on people like I test on animals. And I don't care who you are. What I'll do is, if you're having a problem with me, one of the things I'll do is I'll back away. I'll back off. I'll say, okay, all right, I see what's going on here. And they'll have a problem related to their self-esteem, um, their drug dependency, their alcohol dependency, their depression, whatever it is, whatever it is, my controllingness, whatever whatever they perceive to for, for me to be problematic. I'll remove myself as much as possible or all the way. Then what I'll see, then what I'll see is if they still have the problem. <laughs> if they still have the problem it wasn't me it's that these people have problems right what it was was i was present when they had said problem so then they were able to push that problem onto me so i said okay let me remove myself and see if you have a perfect life let me see if there's no problems in your life soon as i remove myself and sit back six months, a year, that bitch still got problems. So I say, well, it wasn't me, <laughs> right? <laughs> did they life get better? Uh, did they take off? Did the problem get cured? Nope. They still in the same goddamn spot. So I'm like, well, it's, it's obviously ain't me. And so then I can go ahead and live my life freely and go, I wasn't a problem. Yeah. right always do that man but what we'll do is we'll stick in and try to fight and prove that maybe we maybe we are the problem but you'll tell them that they go they got problems bro they create their own problems they actually do that and one of the things that god uh instituted in the laws of god and order of god and man and nature is that we were to protect them from themselves from creating their own problems but that's been all removed and I can easily say it ain't my damn fault. <laughs> right. Anyway. All right. Somebody, uh, so Kevin G says celebs taking your lingo, even consider ever consider trademarking. There's only so much that I can. All right. But yeah, shout out to Mar Lux says, thank you coach for everything you taught me. Okay. We got a couple more and then we're going to take a quick bathroom break and then, uh, get into the, uh, main event of the show. Shout out to Kaylin says feminism is the biggest poison in America, the greatest country in the world. Go read my book, The Evolution. It is confirmed. He says they will never realize this, but it will actually hurt them in the long run. I said this before. Can't spell woman without man. Well, here's the really reality of it. It's going to hurt us all. So you need to insulate yourself and protect yourself because all of us are going to get hurt by this. Truth be told. Right now, they'll they'll fall down and scrape their knee, but we're going to take the bullets mm. right between the eye. 
We're going to take the hit. Please, no government name says it's not wise to have multiple strags as baby mothers to reduce child support. I would just donate my sperm. Yeah, it's not wise thing to do. I'm just telling you, it's, it's, it's how it's reduced. But definitely not promoting that. And also, guys, don't feel sorry for them. They kind of made their own bed. Remember, uh, choice is a really powerful thing. All right, God essentially said, we'll give you freedom of choice, but you will be punished if you disobey God with eternal flames. So you had the freedom of choice. You just didn't make the right decisions. But I'm not here to correct that shit. Shout out to uh, Clarence says, poor Mickey. He brags about having the mouse ple- mouthpiece. The mouthpiece. Uh, even he can get that blow up smoke with the mouthpiece. I can't even say that. All right, but when them bullets start flying, it's going to be indiscriminate as to if it's a male or a female. All right, uh, let's see here. Kayla says, damn, even Mickey Mouse are breaking up. All right, they're getting divorced. We are all getting, I read that one already. Uh, free will is what I meant to talk about here. They gave everybody free, free will. We all have free will. We have freedom of choice to make decisions what we want to do out here. Now, I look at it as if you're a fully capable, equal human being to OCGA, I don't feel bad for you when the shit don't work out. All right, last one says, Michael says, yes, sir, coach. The truth shall set you free, and the truth you speak has freed me from these chains that bond me and bound me. He says, all the things you are saying are things I knew, but with all the suppression and cancellation, no one had the balls or intellect to say it like you. Thank you very much, coach. Also, just finished the free agent lifestyle, and it was fire, the evolution next. Shout out to you. Appreciate you for the support. It's the best entertainment here on YouTube. You cannot deny it. No, hey, people are scared to cover that conversation I had about the lesbians. All right, but let's be honest. All right, was it eye-opening? It was. Shout out to you. The show ain't over, but I got to make a pit stop. So bear with me for a second. Enjoy. Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. That the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you dating know, a man down. who, <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're going to hold off on the baby making. We're going to hold off until we get that great job, really career driven. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one because you're dating down. Dating down. I hate that. What is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money. Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? Extra I could do bad by myself. Left to say. All right, time now. 5-11. Let's There's something to be said about the rebellious nature that the Bible has warned us about. The woman does rebel against the man. The daughter does rebel against the father. The wife does rebel against the husband. Eve will rebel against Adam and disobey. And uh, the penalty, the, the cost of that does not just affect Eve. It does not just affect the daughter. It does not just affect the, hus- the wife. It affects the husbands, the fathers, and it affects us because we were put in a position to lead, to protect, to protect them from not only others, but themselves. 
And this has been violated, constantly pushed against until men have given up, right? They're giving up and saying, hey, you know what? True masculinity is allowing women to kind of do what they want to do and rebel. All right, we're going to pay the price for all that shit. We're going to pay the price. We're paying the price right now. The price right now is Gen Z. Look at Generation Z. They are the direct result of us going down this path for the last 50 to 70 years. Look at Gen Z. They fully unfunctional, pretty much incapable. They can't even cope with the the basic, with the basics of life. Any they have no resiliency, no stick withedness, no fight back. Completely entitled. They are the weakest link of any generation you can see going forth, and they ain't even finished. There's more of them coming out. They got about three, four, five more years of Gen Z coming out of high school. They are the weakest link. They are in trouble because they have no structure around them. They have no parents. Listen, this is in general. They have no parental structure. They got the mother sending them to daycare. No father or the father busted up co-parenting or weak ass husbands. Henpick husbands. No mentors. You have the older generation, Gen X and the millennials trying to live life to be cool as Gen Z. Are we still young and free? 40 to new 25. No guidance, no elders, nothing. Zero. The boys are running around here on their tippy toes. The girls running around here with broad backs and broad chests. Larger than the Gen Z boys. Larger. It's falling. I mean, this, the, the mentality is in general is falling. More Gen Z recognize themselves as alternative lifestyle livers. Bisexual. Jen Zooted. Jen Zoloft is this generation. That is the penalty right there. And yeah, you could you could try to deny it all you want. It's right there. And what we don't do, do hold on for a second. What we do is deny it uh, by ignoring it. We'll just ignore the problem or we'll just blame the problem on something that's untreatable or uncurable. All right, well, this is just it, and it is what it is. All right, we'll just empathize for it and make our way through it. Good luck with that solution, by the way. Good luck. But you're not going to get me to believe these things. Let's get to Mia Khalifa in here in the main event. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about how many options do women have here. So this is Mia Khalifa. You know her. Mia Khalifa is the uh, the woman that is, uh, she started off as a prawn actress, and she's going through several renditions and changes. She tried to say erase her prawn. She tried to be victim and all of that stuff. She has recently lost her job for siding with the Hamas side of the argument and um, lost her job at Playboy. We've seen all of these celebrities paid endorsers to uh, push propaganda onto the people via social media for you to choose your side. It's a disgrace. All right, but here you go, Mia Khalifa out here. Uh, Mia Khalifa is also a woman that has just discovered that, yes, even young boys know who she is. All right, she was, I don't know why she was on this app, but even young boys know who she is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, even the young boys have touched them. Hey, man, I'm telling you, man, people really, really need to do this. And I've been calling you out on this. You guys need to understand 
what young people, because in your little bird brains, nothing happens to these people. Nothing happens to people until 18. I've been really challenging you. You guys have to look at kids starting today at age 8 and 10. I'm not talking about looking at them and sexualizing them. I'm talking about look at what they're exposed to. Look at what's happening to them. Look at what their habits are. Look at how early they're starting in their sexual perversion and denigration. Look at how early they're dealing with these things. So then when they get to 18, they already hitting the ground running. Some of them hitting the ground running already prior to 18. So you got to look at this. People refuse to see my side of the argument. They already knowing more information than you have known. Here we go. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Now, Mia Khalifa's had this to say. She had this to say right here. And uh, we're going to actually try to break down what it is that she means to say here. This is a woman, again, who can't keep a job. Okay, this is a woman who started off getting piped on the Internet. Uh, this is a woman who also, uh, you know, if she showed up in the Middle East, she gets sliced and diced and chopped up into good little pieces. All right, and probably worse. But let's see what she has to say here. ...are the easiest thing in the entire world. If you are wondering how you and another woman got the same man, it is because men are the easiest thing in the entire world. I have never wanted a man and not gotten him. Do you have any idea how many men have wanted me? And not gotten me. There has never been a single man that I have wanted that I have not gotten because men. All right, that's what she said about you old slimy ass, perverted ass, I'll hit anything ass men. And of course, a lot of dudes are going to hit me a Khalifa. She's five foot two, petite. She has a nice rack, whether real or fake. She side looks like Master Splinter in the face, but I can get over that. She's annoying as hell. But everybody will go ahead and slay this. This is obvious. She's petite, tiny, little spinner. Okay. All right. It's no big deal. What she's doing is no big deal either. either. It's the easiest things that she can do. So she thinks men are easy, but the easiest thing for her to do would be lie on her back and open her legs. Meow. Ain't no big deal. I don't know what she's bragging about. She's bragging about that as if it's sort of, sort of accomplishment. Now, it would be accomplishment for a male, but for a female, that ain't no accomplishment. All right. Any guy is going to hit that. And that's just what it is if you gave them the opportunity. And as she said, whatever man she's ever wanted, she's gotten. Well, that's that's not an accomplishment. That's not an accomplishment, especially with the exposure you've had. People do want you as a trophy, and they do want you and desire you sexually. The real question is, can you keep a man? The answer is no. She's not able to and has not been able to keep a man. In fact, she's divorced at least twice on by my count. By my count, she's been divorced twice. Of course, it was all Jermaine's fault. So she's not, she's already proven that she can't keep one, which is what women are measured by. And we have to remember that. And if you're a woman watching my show for the first time, you're not measured by getting men. You're measured by keeping men. Same thing as men. We're not measured really by keeping women. It's can, can we get one? Can we get multiple? Can we get and keep multiple? That's what we're measured by. So we're quite different in this endeavor. So I'm not sure what she was bragging about. Now, here's the problem. 
do you think do in their delusion? Remember, this woman said, we're just going to sit in Delulu land in their delusion. Remember this woman here? She's like, I'm going to just be in delusion. All right. Reality has no place in my world. In their delusion, do they believe that they have more options than they actually have? And we're going to explore this. We're going to explore this with a couple of uh, videos here. We're going to start with this video. This video right here. And uh, I, I don't know who these girls are, but I'm probably thinking, let me, let me do a quick research here. I'm probably thinking some of these girls are actresses or Instagram. I, I don't know what they are. They got a podcast. Let's hear what she says right here. Hey, hey, you're, wait, 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 wait. Even oh. when we see a guy out that we think is cute, a lot of times they won't even walk up to us because no, they're they intimidated. And I don't know. And like, could... That's weird to me because we, I don't know. I think that's part of being a female is you want to feel like you're being chased. I, or I, like, I feel like guys do the chasing and girls like I'm the, the I'm the tequila, not the lime. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you have to like, I'm not going to chase. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to chase you. Just to... All right. So here we go right here. So these women say, I got options out here. I don't have to do no chasing. But what they're also experiencing is not a lot of guys are chasing. Not a lot of guys are approaching. Do you hear this constantly being said? And this also proves what I also say as well. Because I say, and for all intents and purposes, let's just say these girls were out in public. They will be considered attractive. I know people still want to die. Ah, she had three. It doesn't matter. These girls would be considered attractive if they showed up somewhere downtown San Antonio. And uh, here's the thing. I've often said that women that are a certain amount of attractive, they don't get approached, especially by game ninjas and dating coaches or ninjas that think they got the mouthpiece or max. They approach trash women, low-quality women, easy women, women that they think they're going to get an easy layup, and they'll approach hundreds of these women. Now, if they see the woman has some sort of, you know, upkeep, maintenance, considered a seven or better, them bitches never get approached, never, and or rarely ever. So the guys out here bragging about high body counts, just based on statistics, you would have to have banged 60% of your body count would have to be trash women, okay? Mm. Floozies, skeezers, whores, harlots, ugly women, fat women, all right? It, it, listen, it's just what it is. I tell the truth on all sides. So in this situation here, she's what I would consider suburban average she's cute she ain't ugly she's suburban average but she thinks she's up here she thinks she's way up in the clouds and then she's believing that the top tier men she said it men we think are attractive they don't approach they must have missed the homework assignment because they don't need to approach only low quality ninjas approach uh, approach her would approach her in public like that. A guy that she values or perceives as top quality for her, they don't need to approach her. You didn't get the memo. They're getting all they need on Instagram. They're getting all they need from the girlfriend or wife that they got because she knows how to compete. He's getting all he need from the women. And yes, he's banging that guy that you think is attractive is banging floozies and skeezers and fat women and old women too. The 80-20 rule proves this. Guys always want to deny this. Yes, they're banging the fat 40-year-old woman too. So he getting everything he needs. 
Why does he need to approach suburban average? So again, the options might seem like they're there because her DM is full. The options might seem like they're there because she evaluates herself as suburban cute. But she's waiting for guys who she might say, hey, he's cute. He should approach me as if he has nothing going on. That's where they got it wrong. And hookers too, yes. And this is one of the problems that they have. Well, I have options. And then they will run this game out. And then they'll end up like Mia Khalifa. And then five years later, they'll hit that wall. And then they'll say, What happened? Where did all the men go? It, it's it's kind of what's happening out here. They they're it, they think that they got it. And then what's the problem? Why these guys are not approaching or engaging? You don't have the options you believe you do. You think you can get any man because any man will propose that they'll sleep with you or meet with you or take you on a date. But you just don't have what you think. The guy you think is good looking, cute, tall, money, whatever it is, status. He ain't checking for you like that. He could hit you up. And he, could, he could get another version of you. Quickly. Like, take a look at this woman. There's another version of this woman somewhere close within 500 feet. Let's continue here. Society is changing a lot. And oh. even when we see a guy out that we think is cute, a lot of times they won't even walk up to us because no, they're they intimidated. So the delusion, they're intimidated. Mm. Hold on, hold on. Mm. One more time. Mm. They're intimidated. Again, Delulu land is real. Let's take a look at we're supposed to be intimidated by it. Not we. Remember, I'm not talking about myself. I'm out. I'm out of the marketplace. I'm already got in. I got in where I fit in. I get in where I fit in. I'm talking about y'all. They're intimidated. Mm. Bruh. <laughs> when will they ever say, we need to be accountable for this? We need to figure this out. What are you, what are these perceived guys intimidated by? Now, we're not talking about me or you. We're not talking about 60% and below guy. We're talking about the guy she saw as cute or at least valuable to her. What in the hell is she talking about intimidated? Now, could we be cautious of a bitch? Yes. Intimidated. Mm. Yikes. I don't know. Like, could, that's weird to me because we, I don't know. I think that's part of being a female is you want to feel like you're being chased. Know, or, I, well, that's over guys. We're see, this is the thing that's over. We're equal. Now they, they pushed and pushed and pushed. We got the change. We're equal now. So you can chase as much as he can chase. But, but, but I feel like we should go back to the traditional part where the men do all the chasing and the asking, Nah, baby, Sadie Hawkins time, baby. You do some asking and you get in line and you compete like men have competed for women for years and decades and centuries and millennia. Now you have to compete, bitch, with the top quality men and women. You got to compete. But I feel like the men should chase and I should never chase. I should always replace that time has that ship has sailed. 
I feel, like, I feel like guys do the chasing and girls. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I feel like, well, you're wrong. That time has ended. You guys have been too much exposure to the world, the internet. You got all the validation. You can make your own money. That ship has sailed for Generation Z. We equal. We equal. And Gen Z boys and men above Gen Z, we can go get some puss. You can pay for it, trick for it. We can go get it. We can go get some validation. We can get a girl to scratch our back. We can fix his a bind. We can rent a, we can, dude. <laughs> you can jerk. You can have an AI girlfriend. Ninja, there's a whole bunch of ways ninjas is coping it's, uh, without dealing with these people. Ninjas can simp on the internet and Instagram. There's a whole bunch of ways. And judging from this, this woman's suburban above average. There's nothing intimidating about this right here. It's like I'm the, the I'm the tequila, not the lime. Okay. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. See, keep telling yourself that they're gonna end up like me and Khalifa. Keep telling yourself that. Here's another one right here. The delusion. Now here's another one right here. This is a woman that uh, says she's a model. She's a model. She's a beautiful Indian-looking girl. I don't know if she's Indian or Pakistani. I cannot tell the difference. She might be something else. Let's listen to her right here. You do. I work in finance. Oh, cool. I make lots of money. I can tell. What do you do? I model. For work? Yeah. I mean, would you like make money? Yeah, I make money through modeling. Like OnlyFans or? Modeling is different than being OnlyFans. I mean, you can do both. Have you been in both? No, not yet. Okay, so you're not a model. But I've been on Harper's Bazaar. Drake says you're not a model. We're splitting the check here, right? I gotta believe you have a job. I have a job. Yeah, no, I don't go out on dates and pay or split. Okay, nice meeting you. Okay, so as you can see, she's put a compilation up of a date. I, I do not understand. See, these women are different today, brothers. I do not understand why a woman would record her date. This is what you guys are having to put up with. Poor Gen Z. Why in the hell? Are you recording the date, the conversation, or any of this shit? This has to be a violation of the law. Has to be a violation. But this is the weird shit you got to put up with with women. Why would you do this? Now, let's go back to unpack whatever the hell is going on in her head here. This is a woman that believes she has unlimited options. And yes, I would fold her ass up like a love letter from the second grade. Sure would. I fold her up like a piece of origami. I fold her ass up like I was doing the uh, kick football in, in middle school. I fold that shit up. But she says she's a model. Uh, first of all, the guy led with his wallet. I make a lot of money. I'm in finance. This is some New York shit, obviously. She believes that I'm sure she handpicked him with the understanding that that's who he was. Believe me, she knew that he was probably the Wall Street type. She opened herself up to this because this is what I deserve. Now, this guy didn't fit all of, he didn't fit the mold, meaning that he was completely arrogant on his side. He treated her like she was some common bitch and she couldn't understand it, right? Because in her, his, look, in the finance world, these guys deal with hookers, high class hookers. <laughs> these guys deal with gold diggers. These guys deal with any bitch that will throw themselves at finance guy because he makes 150 at 26. 
in his world, he deals with these type of women commonly, especially in the New York City. Every bitch is a model that looks good. It don't. She doesn't have to look like a glamour model. So he's like, okay, another model type bitch, <laughs> right? And she's like, well, I've been on Harper's Bazaar. Congratulations. I've dated a lot of you. I, I get exposed to a lot of you. No big deal. Then he tried to put her on the level as OnlyFans, and then she tried to she tried to do what? I'm not. I'm better than OnlyFans. Well, you can. So she didn't want to down and diss the OnlyFans models. And then he asked, "Does you do you have one?" She says, "Well, not yet. <laughs> not yet." Again, these guy these women think they got options. Now I'm gonna just aim high, apex predator style. I'm gonna aim high for finance, bro. For the guys who make 100 at age 24, I'm going to just aim up here. Like, they don't have nothing to do. We have to understand, these guys already got options. One of the mistakes that they make, one of the mistakes that they make, and women do this all the time, they just assume that if a guy's dating her, that he had nothing else going on, he was twiddling his thumbs. He was twiddling his thumbs, waiting for a date to pop up. Just like the rest of the men out here are just twiddling their thumbs trying to figure out how to get a date. So she aimed at high, but he didn't have no option until she showed up. And then when he treats her like a common woman, which she is to him, she's common. But they think, well, I'm up here and these men are intimidated. A finance guy, that's a common woman. For a finance guy, a man making six figures, a young man making six figures, she common. Tell me I ain't lying. Then he said, bitch, well, if you're doing all that modeling, see, this is one thing I pull. I don't, I'm out of the game, so don't, don't, don't think I'm pulling this in live. Oh, you bragging about your job? Well, let's split this check. <laughs> mm. One thing I tell women, do not brag about your job and then act stupid when it's time to pay this bill. What you're going to do is if you want this dinner paid for, you ain't about to come in here and tell me that you travel the world and you do all of this shit and you high power and you all of that and then sit back while I pay the bill. You're not going to bring that conversation to the table and I'm going to politely ask you to not talk about it. And I'm not even going to talk about my work. I rarely even talk about my work. But it's my date. I'm paying for it. The conversation is not going to be had. So you're not going to brag about how big time you are as an employee. Then come out here and tell me to pay for the check. Mm. They don't understand that. They don't understand that. You need to not be bragging about your job. You need to act like you broke out here so I can feed a bitch. All right. But nah. Oh, 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 oh. You balling? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Split this shit. Well, you ain't that you ain't balling as a model then. And I like the way he played it. He played her like she was common. When she tried to say, Oh, I'm a model. <laughs> he was like, Really? You must be an OnlyFans bitch. All right. And so this is what we're doing here. Because this woman thinks I deserve X, Y, and Z. And then she puts up with the woman was trying to describe this. She puts up with jackass behavior. Because she keeps dealing with a certain guy because she deserves him. Then they all treat her like a jackass, which he's doing. Then they come out here and say there's no good men left. Mm. 
They come out here and say there's no good men. This woman's going to prove it on the next one. Let me play this woman again so you can pick up the context. Then I'm going to play the next woman. She's going to have the same experience. What do you do? I work in finance. Uh, ladies, you are terrible as a date if you ask a man what he does. This is not good dinner conversation. This is not good first date conversation. This is trash conversation. Now, you might say, well, I don't want to waste my time with somebody that ain't doing shit. Well, that's your fault because you cannot recognize. You need to learn how to start recognizing who has value and who does not. But having to discuss this is trash conversation. It's low-class behavior, and it shows me you don't have any depth. This ain't no damn job interview, but let's continue here. What do you do? I work in finance. Oh, cool. I make lots of money. I can tell. There it is. You see that? Exactly. Now, he says, I make lots of money. Something I would never say on a date. She says, I can tell. So what does that tell you? That tells you she targeted him for that reason. I know a lot of people didn't see that or catch that. She says, I can tell. Then he treated you like a basic. Let's continue. So who's, it, it sounded like the guy was trash when we watched it the first time. She literally the trash individual, right? What do you do? I work in finance. Oh, cool. I make lots of money. I can tell. What do you do? I model. For work? Yeah. For work? That's your job? Um, I mean, would you like make money? Yeah, I make money through modeling. Like OnlyFans? Or... What? Modeling is different than being OnlyFans. I mean, you can do you both. both? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's different. All right, let's see how different it is. Let's see how different it is. You, I'm a real model. I'm a Ford Wilhelmina model. Okay, let's see how much Ford and Wilhelmina paying you. No, not yet. Okay, so you're not a model. But I've been on carpet Yeah, okay, so not yet. I'll open that OnlyFans up. I might have to. I might have to, yeah. We're splitting the check here, right? I gotta believe you have a job. I have a job. It's good for me, too. I'm yeah, no, well. I don't go out on dates and pay or split. I don't go out on dates or pay or split. I mean, obviously, listen. That's what you get. He treated you like you were common. Especially when he said, I make a lot of money, and you said, I can tell. You're on the hunt. I got the value. Mm. Now you want to act like you're all prissy, but you're telling me you're a big-time model. See, these are the things that they're doing here. They're finding out really fast that they don't have, they, guys, they don't have the options that they believe they do. Let's go to this woman right here. Let's go to this one. Uh, this is a woman that says, and I think I featured her before. Why I refuse to date athletes. Why I refuse to date athletes. So this is a young woman. Obviously, she would be impressed by a hockey player, a baseball player, typical young woman. Guys sliding their DMs. Women think, oh, I got options. Let's hear her experience here. First of all, anytime a girl tells me that she's like into athletes or wants to date an athlete, I automatically know that number one, she's probably self-destructive, and number two, she probably needs some therapy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't make the rules. I'm just a girl. I'm just telling you about them. Also, it doesn't even matter what sport it is, by the way. It could be like football to pickleball. It's all the same. I feel like minor league athletes are the worst, by the way. That's just a side note. 
That's just a sad note. I really think that all of us girls need to get together and boycott them and just stop. Let's stop giving them attention. They, because they're not like fun to talk to. A couple months ago, a baseball player sent in my DMs. So I was like, hey. So we started DMing back and forth. And then I was trying to make a joke. So I was like, oh my God. And by the way, lesson learned. Don't try to make a joke. I was like, uh-oh, baseball player, red flag. And he was like, seriously? <laughs> he was like, pretty sure you knew I was a baseball player when you replied to my DM, so. And I think he thought that was like a mic drop moment, but I was like, Okay, well, I'm never dating this guy because he can't do any little banter. That was like the easiest like banter ever. Obviously, he was kidding. So I knew he was a dead end, so I didn't answer his DM. And then he doubled down. He was like, you're stereotyping me based off of the sport I play? Wow. <laughs> it's not the sport you play. It's your vibe. You can't take a joke. If we ever dated, my life would be miserable. Do you ever think about that? Okay, so dating athletes. First. Okay. All right. Uh, first thing I heard from this, because a lot of people won't hear it, especially women. Oh, thank you, girl. You go, girl. You tell us. Give us the intel. This is all I heard. This is all I heard right here. I also heard. Trying. And I heard this. Yes, indeed. That's what I heard. Did you hear the same? I heard the same. She got a lot of stories of doing this, right? Oh, minor league baseball players are the worst. Really? Tell me more right here. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. So this is a young woman who says, I'm an aim ho. I'm an aim ho. I'm an aim ho. All right. I'm an aim high baseball players, football, hockey, soccer. I got it. I'm worth this. I got options. They slide in my DMs. She jumps right on it. Now, some of you ninja sliding her DMs, nothing going to happen. Why? Because she only checking for the blue check mark. She investigating, okay? And, of course, these are the same women that walk outside saying no men approach, okay? They are intimidated. You see the world they're living in? They're creating this perfect storm. Then these are the same girls that says if you're below six feet, if you ain't got this, if you ain't got a Bugatti, right? They, they ain't listening to you regular ninjas. They ain't listening. I'm too good for that. I'm too good. I ain't no, 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 no. And so they experience this. They get ran through. They get tossed right to the side. And they realize that these guys ain't trying to give them nothing. Meaning terms like, um, she's saying these guys are shallow or dumb. Don't, a don't date athletes because they won't give you a conversation. They ain't there for a conversation. They dare to pound them guts, which they probably did. They ain't there. Do you regular to them? They taking you to pound town. You regular. Let's go back again so we can put this in perspective. You are regular. You are regular. You are regular to them. In your mind, you're a catch to them. But you are just a regular girl that they're just going to pound out while they're in town. Skeet and then... Delete. In their world, hey, I'm hot, I'm cute. I got IG followers. You are regular. You're a regular come up. That's all you are. You're a person that they're going to pound out in between the fat chicks that slide in their DMs. 
you're in between the fat chicks and the cockeyed, the knock knee, the lazy toe, ass lazy eye, the the long middle toe ass women that they normally knock off that slide in their DMs. You're the regular chick that they see. But no. No, 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 no. I got options out here. <laughs> and then they don't get, these guys don't open up. They don't talk to me. They just want to come over and hit. All right, well, that's the, that's the guys you letting come over and hit. It's crazy. Here's a sister now. I know y'all been waiting for a sister to bring her uh, comment to the conversation here. Here's a sister. And let me see if you agree with this. She wants him to choose her. A man chooses who he wants. We choose who we can get. And that's just the reality of the situation. Whether you like it or not, it is what it is. They choose us, sweetheart. We may have options, but we have options based off of who we can get. And then we choose the best out of all of of them. Out of these three that I can get, I'm going to choose him because he the best out of these three. We choose who we can get, and that's just what it is, whether you like it or not. She wants him to choose her. A man chooses who he wants. We choose who we can get. Now, who believes that? And she looking good in that blue, by the way. She looking good in that blue. I like that. All right, bring that over here tonight. Bring that little snack over. All right, uh, who believes that? And, and a lot of people don't believe that. A lot of women refuse to believe that. They probably was fighting her tooth and nail. They, they probably was t- fighting her tooth and nail. But what she's talking about is what she's saying the same thing that Mia Khalifa said, but really from a different perspective. She's also saying the same thing as these women. Meaning we don't chase. So you only take what comes to you. See, people will argue that she's wrong. But she actually proved what these women said. We take what comes to us. We take what we can get. In fact, Mia said, what? I can get any man that I want, but only the ones that come to you. If he doesn't come to you, you don't get him. Same as this woman. She thought she can get any man she wants, but then when she got into his presence, she realized she couldn't get him. He had to get her he had to be willing to take her and the minute he said no you regular degular she didn't get him she didn't get him the minute he says okay I'll take you that's how she gets him that's how it works That's how it works. They don't have the options they perceive. If I don't approach, you didn't get me. If I approached you, you get to decide. But you only take what you get out here, especially when it comes to keeping a man, which they're all judged by. Not getting the guy to beat them guts up, but we're talking about men are the gatekeepers to relationships. Men gatekeep that. Men decide to marry her. Men decide. And I also decide to hit and split. And she realizes this. She's one of the very few that is willing to admit this. You got to give her credit because what she's saying is true. 
They take what they can get in terms of trying to keep the man. When it comes to just getting a man, she decides. When it comes to getting that man to stick around, he decides. They have no decision-making. They have no power or decision-making in that process. Here we go right here. Play it again. A man chooses who he wants. We choose who we can get. And that's just the reality of the situation. Whether you like it or not, it is what it is. They choose us, sweetheart. We may have options, but we have options based off of who we can get. So she acknowledged we have sexual options, but they're still predicated on who we can get, who approaches us, who reaches out, who DMs. They're still predicated on who's going to open their mouth. It's still predicated on the guy. So if only guys that are low quality ninjas open their mouth, that's all they're going to fuck. That's all they're going to fuck. Now, if she opens her mouth to him, she might be able to get him. But then he gets to decide. And it was easy. Oh, oh, you picked me? Okay. So she's actually right. She actually acknowledged me a Khalifa. But it's still predicated on who opens their mouth. Here we go. And then we choose the best out of all of them. Out of, them, out of these three that I can get. Hey, oh, my goodness. Them titties shaking out. Man, Lord, she need to stop moving like that. I'm going to choose him because he the best out of these three. We choose who we can get. And that's just what it is, whether you like it or not. Oh, man. Almighty. Sheesh. All right, boy, she thick. That's a little bit proper thick right there. All right, Lord, I mercy. She moving around with that no bra on. Jesus, relax. Last one. Last one. This woman's got... Listen to this one, guys. Let me know what you think about this woman's video. This woman has dating advice. All right, dating advice here. Am I wrong for this? Lady, if you have to ask, you are probably wrong. Let's continue. I'm wrong for this. Anytime I tell this story, no one ever agrees with me. But I swear when I think about it, I'm right. So when I first moved to Atlanta, I didn't know anybody. And I joined Bumble and matched with this guy, right? We had been talking, I think, for like two or three weeks. And I got a good vibe. So anyway, I had asked him if he knew any handy people. Because I had a lot of, like, furniture coming into my apartment. And I needed help putting it together. Although I did not know him well enough, I trusted him enough to come to my apartment. Now, in hindsight, that was probably a bad idea, but it is what I did. So before he came to my apartment, I had a conversation with him about payment because I didn't want for him to come and I didn't like him. And then he felt like he got got. So we talked about payment and I told him I'd give him a certain amount for him putting together like two pieces of furniture. Well, he put together a bed and a desk. So I don't remember exactly how much we agreed on, but I did say I was going to sell him the money. So when he came over, he came over like early this Saturday morning and he ended up like starting right away. He was definitely somebody that I could see myself talking to in the long haul. So it was cool. Like he was putting this, we were getting to know each other. We we're talking about family. We we're talking about life, all this kind of stuff. So around lunchtime, I ordered us something to eat. And as we were eating, we were like really talking, right? It was good. So when he was done, he kind of like chilled for like another couple of hours just to like rest. And we were really vibing and he was like, I would really like to see you again. And I was like, cool. So when he's ready to go, we go outside and he gives me a hug. And then he was like, OK, so I'm going to text you my Zelle information so you can send the payment. <laughs> and I'm like, OK. So in the moment, I was just a little shocked, but I didn't like let it on. I was just like, OK, just text it to me. 
So the next day I sent the Zelle payment and I was just like, oh, thank you for coming over. I really appreciate it. And then I didn't say anything else. And he was texting me and I did not respond. And he wasn't used to that because obviously we had been like texting all day long, you know, talking throughout the day. It was good at that time. But then I just decided that the fact of him asking me for money after like we had a good day and I I do understand that we agreed upon it, but I just thought it would be different since we were going to start dating. So finally he asked me like, what's up? And I was just like, honestly, I know we did decided that I would pay you for that, but I really thought it was tacky that you actually asked me for the money afterwards and, and you took it. So I did end up cutting it off and we didn't talk again. But when I told my cousin about it, she was like, you guys agreed on it. Like, I don't understand what, what, what the problem was. And honestly, like if I'm gonna date you, and you know you put together some furniture for me you're gonna charge me i don't know like what do you guys think oh jesus <sighs> horrible horrible okay put a one in the chat if you think she was wrong for that shit because she asked am i wrong for this Put a one if you think she was wrong. And put a four if you think she was correct. She had the correct assessment. Put a four if you think she was correct. Wow. That is unbelievable. That is weird. Put a four if you think she was on point, that she should have felt some sort of way about this one. The ladies, the ladies can answer as well. But I'm going to just let you know, this is what we're talking about. This is what guys deal with in dating. This is what guys are dealing with in relationships. All right, this is what guys are dealing with out here. That was a little, yeah, even her cousin knew she was dead ass wrong. But what she did was she attempted, she moved the goalpost several times. She moved the goalpost. She probably had an interest in her, in him, invited him over. He volunteered. Well, he didn't volunteer. She offered him money to make the bed, fix the bed. She didn't try to say, look, she didn't try to say it was two pieces of furniture. Like there were two desks or two, uh, two, uh, end tables. Then she was like, well, it was an entire bed. It was a bed and a desk. Then she, then she eventually said that um, she offered to pay him. He came over. Then he came over to kick it, right? He came over afterwards. They hung out and talked. So there was no really no date. There was really no sense that he was going to even try to have sex with her that night. He didn't push, which tells you that that's a lot of women in situations like this. They fumble around with guys like this, and he ain't even pressing her. He didn't press her. He didn't push up on her. And that drove her desire up. It drove her desire up. Damn, he ain't even going to push. He ain't going to try to take no sex as payment. He ain't going to try to kiss or make a move on me. I'm curious about the guy. They go outside. Where's my money at, you bitch? Where's my money at? You said you was going to pay me. Send me that Zell. Run me my money. Hit my pocket. Sock it to my pocket. All right. That's what we agreed on. That's why I came over here. Now, you're trying to switch and move the goalposts to romantic interest and possible sex. You thought you was going to pay with some booty. You thought you was going to pay for some booty, but I didn't press. So, 
Ain't no. I didn't change the rules. You changed the rules. Now you want to change the rules. Then he bounced off, mobbed off. Where my money? She said to send it. <laughs> ah, shit. I got to pay some money to this man. Women hate paying money. All right. So if they're paying money out of their kindness of their heart, they believe they're doing a great thing. Okay. Of course, now she wants to say, let's switch this to a romantic interest. Then he said, hey, maybe there's something here. Wait a minute. This is crazy. Then she's like, nah, man, I already done gave you money. I don't see you as a proper partner. Only because she paid him money, she doesn't see him as a proper partner. And they wonder why they going to be single. They always wonder why oh, I got options out here. Then they are ruining shit. That I'm telling you, they're stick with it in this. They're willing to compete. They're willing to invest. They don't have it. And she's going to be like these women that think they got options until forever. Then she's going to be sitting there stuck on stupid like this one. All because she actually did what she agreed on doing. Somebody said, why didn't he fold? Because she wouldn't have paid him the money. That's why he didn't fold. Smart move. I've been telling you this for a long time. I've had three female roommates. I never had sex with any of them. Because everybody's like, man, you should book. And and two, three of them were, uh, they were attractive enough to hit. Let me tell you that they weren't, none of them were ugly. And I always tell you, you have to have salami discipline. Because the minute I would have hit one of them, there would have been, I would have been paying full rent the rest of the lease. Everybody knows that. All of a sudden, when I tell her to pay for the air conditioner or the power bill, she looks stupid. She look at you like you stupid. That's how women work. They equate pussy to money. That's what they do. If they give you some puss, that mean, that's as much as you, that means that's how they paid. They pay in puss. I'm letting you know. Ninja. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. And even your wife pays you in puss. That's how it works. They pay in peace leave. There's no argument against that. That's what they do. That's how it works. So if he would have hit it before she zelled, she wouldn't have zelled him if he hit it. <laughs> it's plain and simple. Have some. He knew this. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it. And he probably needed the money. He probably needed the money. That's why he showed up. So he said, if I would have hit, I wouldn't have got my money. <laughs> That's as simple as that. That's a smart ass move. And then he said, now that I got my money, let's put that puss up. And what did she say? Nah, I paid you so I can't give you no puss. <laughs> Yo, anybody can't see that. That's clear as day. She was like, I feel different. Now that I put money in your hands, you're going to get some puss for free? She's like, no way. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> She's like, there's no way I would pay a man and then give him for free sex. In her mind, she couldn't deal with it. She was like, this peace leave got value attached to it. It's so sad, man, the world we work. work. So that's why he didn't hit. He wasn't going to get his money. Pretty simple. Let me get on to these super chats, man. 
<laughs> but she also uh, exposed herself as a prostitute. This is what she exposed herself as right here. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. Yep. So I just said it. That's literally prostitution. That, and guys, all of them are prostitutes. All. They all function as some sort of prostitute. It don't matter. Like, like we say, all men pay. They all function as that. Um, even if they, let me just tell you, even if she gave it to you for free. Let's say she gave it to you for free over a period of time. Everybody knows she's going to come from the back end payment. Should you break up? She's going to say there's going to be some sort of back end payment, emotionally taxing payment, stalking, harassment, straight up payment, small claims court, puncturing your tires. Ninja, it's going to be a cost exposing you to the Internet. Ninja, just very rarely do they just fall back into the weeds. Oh, damn, I lost the ninja. I'll fall back into the weeds. Child support, alimony. There's always a back-end payment. Burning your shoes, throwing your clothes on the lawn, crashing your PS5. There's going to be a payment, ninja. Extortion, a, a false allegation. There's always a back-end payment. That, that She lended you that box. She lended you that box. And if you look at every one of your relationships, you pay something on the exit. You pay something on it. Replacement cost of furniture you left over there when you moved out. There's something. Trying to get back into your life. Showing up, popping off at your workplace. You always going to pay. Always. And they always see anything they do as a leverage of their vagina. I'm telling you, look at all of them, right? Wreck your car. That, yep, calling the police, calling the police on you. That's a payment. Ninjas do not understand. That's a pay. That's going to add up to finances. Yep, keeping your hoodies. Keeping shit you left over at her crib and not giving it to you. Man, please. It's it's so obvious, but ninja date you always pay. They always prostitute themselves. Same thing as marriage. It don't matter keeping your kids away from you, erasing your two K profile. They always gonna be yep deleting your two K, knifing up your furniture. Ninja, they always gonna do it. There's a payment somewhere. Like keeping around for two or three years. Maybe we can work something out. Payment. I mean, come on, man. It's too obvious now. And even if you a player in a Mac, you still to do doing the same thing. STDs, child support. It don't matter. You always gonna pay. Reputation exposed, exposing you to the internet. It is what it is. It is what it is. And if you think this will never happen to you. As I say, it only takes one woman to bust up this operation. Keep playing. No, just keep living. Ninjas be like, I got, I got mine for free. Just keep living. That's stuff 25-year-old men say. Ninja, I'm 40. I'm way past 45. 
Ninja, you got a good 20, 25 years to catch up to me. Ninja, keep doing that shit. Keep doing it. One of them bitches going to make you pay for every woman you ever messed around with that you got for free. It's only going to take one to make you pay for every woman you got for free. And a lot of guys, that's what you do. Man, I keep getting all this free women. And then one woman make you pay for all of it. And women, women prostitute themselves in every single way. Almost everything they do is the incentive is I'm leasing this. I'm investing this to you. I'm offering this to you with a caveat. If you want to keep getting it, I need a commitment. That's a, that's <laughs> come on. What it is. It's too simple. She ain't just leveraging it to just have a, 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 a fun time. She loaning it to you with an option to buy. Your wife, hey, I need that purse or handbag. Here, honey, and she drops that neck. Hey, I want to go on vacation. Neck drop. Grabbing ankles. Taking it up the Duke shoot. Doing stuff she never would have done if it wasn't for something she's trying to get out of you. She want the engagement ring. She going to act nice and flood you with the sex. Come get you some anytime you want. Any day of the week, any time of the day, it's yours. Wake up, 3 in the morning. Come get you some, daddy. Come get you some. Okay, daddy. She get that wedding ring. She, she walked that aisle. You ain't getting that no more. You ain't getting it like that no more. You're going to go over and touch her, and she going to say, I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing? No. She got that wedding ring? School night. <laughs> right? Aren't you tired? What you think you doing? Why you touching on me? This my body. They're not giving it to you for free. They're getting it to you as an investment, as a possible return. They want to return. They want to return. But what am I going to get in return for giving you this? And people have to understand. <laughs> people have to understand that um, <clears throat> that women don't have sex for pleasure. Not all the time. Not all women have sex for pleasure. We have sex for pleasure. They have sex for pleasure sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes they want some pleasure from it. Sometimes they'll be. They have sex for a, very, a variety of reasons other than pleasure. Procreation. To have a baby. Uh, to get leverage something. To gauge your interest. To increase your interest. They're not there for pleasure every time. Now, they'll find some pleasure guy. They'll find it. They can find it easily. But if they're married to you, they're like, okay, I got to do this. Duty. Pity. They do it as a duty. They do it to get it over with. They, they rarely have sexual pleasure. <laughs> they'll do it every now and then, and they'll hope, they'll, they'll hope you will last for rounds. Most of the time, they hope after five minutes, they're over it. Yep, they'll do it to get in the VIP. They'll do it to get close to a celebrity. They'll get it to uh, do it to, to get a celebrity seed and get child support. But they don't have sex for pleasure most times. They're doing it for something. They're doing it for something. I'm just letting you know. Yep, to get back at an ex. 
because you cheated and she'll sleep with somebody and she'll say I did it because he cheated. I'm just letting you know. Somebody said with Pookie, Pookie could be the pleasure guy. Does she have sex every time with Pookie? No. She'll have sex with a guy. She'll have sex with Pookie and then a guy that took her out on three dates. Well, one guy had it for one reason. One guy had it for the other. But it is what it is. Yep, to make somebody jealous. Guys, you guys got to understand how it works. There's always, there's always something they're trying to get from that exchange. And again, when I say this, inherently, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. That's not doesn't make them bad for doing this. But they've been doing this for about, uh, 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 what do you call it? 20,000 years, <laughs> right? They'll do it so you don't do them dirty. They'll have sex with them. They'll have sex with a guy that's that. Uh, so they won't do them dirty, right? For instance, I I remember this in high school. I was messing with this girl. She was like a sophomore, junior. I was like a senior, right around graduation. Now the entire time in the in the high school, like she was like. Most of the time, she would like people that we would joke on. She wasn't really in the mix. She wasn't really known. She was a kind of a girl. She was a white girl, like a white Latina girl who kind of hung out with the popular black guys or the athletes. That was who she kind of rolled around, right? That's who she mobbed with. And so she was just kind of around, around. Now, I, she, was, she was so unmemorable. I don't even know her name. I can't even remember her name. So sure enough, she wants to come by the house. I was like, come on. She came to the bedroom, clapped them cheeks up. After I finished up, I'm putting on my shoes like, let's go. I'm about to take you to the crib. You know what she said? I'm going to tell you what she said. This is what she said. She said this. As I'm on the side of the bed putting on my shoes, she says, now you can't talk about me anymore. Mm. Now, I was a young man at the time. I think I was 17. I was a young man at the time. And I said, what? (laughs) That's an example of using sex as leverage. That's a prime example. She wasn't there really for pleasure. Then she realized I got the leverage. (laughs) Now. What she was saying was, okay, get back to school and talk that shit. Because first thing I'm going to do is say, you was hitting it last night. Mm. (laughs) I was like, oh, because now if I crack on her, she says, sure enough. Oh, you wasn't saying that last night, was you? You wasn't saying that last night when you was in these guts and digging me out. (laughs) i was like so did she get pleasure from it probably not as a 17 year old but hey 17 year olds a 17 year old but she got something out of it but then she was also thinking leverage man i'm telling you dude they are very very smart and cunning when it comes to this because they like oh ninja i will tell your shit all over the school i will have your shit all over the school Yo, 
I will tell everybody, all the girls you like, I will tell everybody. I'll tell your homeboys, all that shit. And I said, mm. I said, that's true. Because she wasn't the type that I would tell everybody I smashed it. But I'm not the type to tell most people who I smash or not. But I said, well played. <laughs> Soon as she see me walking somebody to class, you'd be like, all right. So, yo, I'm telling you. That's how they work. They work like that. They use it as a means to gain leverage. This It's never really just for... It's rarely ever just for pleasure. It's a weapon. It is a weapon. So I'm just letting you guys know, man, it's it's a cold world out here. When, when, and I was 17 to learn that lesson like, ah, yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. Well played, well played. And yeah, I didn't crack on her. I didn't realize, well, first thing I had to realize was I didn't realize I was talking about her that much. Like, Whatever she felt that I was doing to her, I didn't realize it. I wasn't, it was, I wasn't aware that she had that sentiment. That was another thing. I'm like, I wasn't even aware I was talk. But, of course, when you are a senior or you're elevated, you know, a lot of what you say or do, if you're in a leverage position or elevated, like you're a senior in college, whatever you say to younger people, freshmen, sophomore, juniors, it has weight. So there may have been one or two times, maybe I made her feel a certain way, cracked on her or whatever it is, but everybody got cracked on. But not everybody leveraged no vagina. All right, so um, uh, that, that's the other thing. So, But in her world, in her experience with me, she must have felt that, <clears throat> you know, she had some smoke coming her way. And, uh, you know, she also had some interest. So she was like, we're going we gonna to handle both of those situations. We're going to have some interest, and we also going to put that fire out. Ninja, you're going you gonna to watch how you talk about me out here. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Mm. Shout out to Dion Miller says, thanks for the entertainment. Shout out to you. All right, shout out to Snap Tech Fix. He says, World War III incoming, government pushing bill to make the woman draft, and women are trying to do what? Skedaddle. He says, equality winning, give me the prices right. Hey, we'll give it to you, man. Shout out to you. Yeah, man. Yeah, in high school, everybody got that smoke. So, again, that's one of those things I was like, I was like, what? What do you mean? I, I think that's what my response was. I was like, what do you mean not talk about you anymore? But, um, like, I didn't remember her being around that much to really talk about her like that. So that's what threw me off. But that's what she said. You can't talk about me no more. I was like, wow. I was like, damn. Man, boy, women are sneaky. Women are sneaky. Uh, shout out to Manuel says the e they, they equate vagina to money is true. A guy I know moved into uh, moved into his hot Asian woman's house after two months of dating he now pays all the bills in her luxury apartment in new york city there you go guys it, this is i think also it, the guys that won't admit this are also guys that say they try to get sex for free they try to only get women for free so you're acknowledging that that's a state so when you acknowledge the fact that, yeah, no, no, but I get it for free, and I, I make sure I don't leave with my I make sure I don't pay. 
those are the guys acknowledging that women do equate sex with money. It is what it is. Um, and women are going to start getting pregnant uh, if, in fact, they start drafting for war. Uh, Caitlin says if a man has sex with a woman and he's married to her, it's a win- wait a minute. If he has sex, it's a win-win on both sides. If he has sex with her and he, she's not married or in a relationship, at least it's a win for him and an L for her. Mia Khalifa will continue to take L's. So yeah, she's getting nothing out of it when she says I can get a man. So yeah, that's actually true. We're almost done here. <laughs> no government name. What's up, Coach? Just found out my sister is pregnant. And she is a lick em low lover. He says, after all that ninjas ain't ish talk, she been taking pipe the whole time. Clown world ish for real. And I actually say, I hope I didn't say your government name. I meant to not say it, but you're actually right. I I have a theory. I've talked to a lot of lesbians, meaning that I worked with them. Um, they um, they have sex with men too, <laughs> so. A lot of them are bisexual. They're they're not really lesbians. So some of them are, but some of them became lesbians. Some of them started as lesbians, had a, <laughs> I don't want to take too much, but they've had a, a couple of men in their life and then they went back to lesbian. But some of them practice, you know, uh, strap-on activity. So it, are they really lesbians? In my opinion, most of them aren't. They're bisexual. Kevin says, Minnie Mouse about to get them cheeks clapped by Pikachu and New York City subway rats. On a side note, I started writing my book and will give you credit when it is complete. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Yeah, man. And in the junior college, in the junior college, there's a lot of girls on there that have girlfriends. So I've, I've, I've seen that as well. All right, so there's a lot of women, even that women that you date that are bisexual. Now, these things do hurt a man's ego, but I don't care. At this point, I don't really care. I don't really care. Shout out to no government name. What are your thoughts on Biden going to Israel today? Uh, It's par for the course. I wouldn't expect anything different from it. And uh, what you guys are seeing is some uh, propaganda, the choosing of sides. You're actually seeing us integrate into a World War III scenario. We're here. Actually, if you look back, they're going to trace all of this back. Uh, and I've often thought about this, about World War One and World War II. You would actually trace it back to when these things started. There's really some starting points, like World War One. I, I believe it was the assassination of the Archduke, Arch, Archduke, Archbishop or Archduke Ferdinand, I believe, in Spain, was credited as the proceeding or the, I can't remember where exactly it was, but um, that was credited as the leading of the World War One. Then World War Two had a certain start point. But the United States didn't even engage in World War II until two or three years into World War II. Um, That was the official start, and that would have been Pearl Harbor. All right, but here's the problem with that. It still was ongoing. So when was the exact starting point? Okay. Archduke Ferdinand. Uh, So here's the thing. When was the actual start? You You won't know. History will tell. But the problem is it's already gone. It's already gone. It was Austria-Serbian War. Yes, uh, it was the Austrian-Serbian War. See, that, that war, in the context of what you think World War I is, is unimportant. The Austria-Hungarian War. That's a small war, and particularly when you think about who was involved in the entire World War I. That's small. 
So in my mind, when did it start? Shit, Russia, Serbia. I'm sorry, Russia, uh, Ukraine. So it started there. It started there, and then it was a proceeding. So now you have this one going on there and so forth. We're in it. We're in it, guys. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Like, we're living in history right now. And whatever, dude, I'm telling you, by the time this ends, we're going to see a whole full-scale breakout. We're living it. World War III, it's here. It's already started. So you guys waiting for everybody to break out simultaneously to start it. Remember, World War II, we didn't, the United States as we, we did not get involved in World War II technically until two or three years in. Two or three years in. By the way, we were already involved prior to that. Much of the support was to Germany initially. That's neither here nor there, but that could be proven. But it ain't even coming no more. We're in it. <laughs> it's just a matter of time before whatever it is. And what does that mean also? That's going to impact the election in 2024. And I made this point before that the election 2024 will hinge on the fact if, if, if we're in World War III. If we are, that could actually make it difficult for another incoming president to take over so if there's no momentum if there's momentum for another person to replace the seated president i said if there's a world war three going on that's going to be all put out they're going to put that fire out because it's going to be hard for normies to feel like we can afford a transition i said this and people were people were like nah I was like, in the first two world wars, no president changed. It was the same president. In fact, they gave FDR two additional terms because we were in World War II. They said that we were not ready for a change in administration. So that is one of the things you're going to have to overcome coming into 2024. Because if you're in a technical war, you can't. You're going to have people saying, nah. Just the thing that may, we need to keep the administration. You see what I mean? I said that. And I said that maybe six months ago. Who remembers when I said that? People are gonna, people are gonna say I didn't say it. You heard it here from Coach Adamas. You heard it here. I said, watch. If there's a chance that their president could be unseated, if you go into World War III, you don't have a change of presidency. They're gonna push it back. They're gonna say, look, let's just transition this guy for this time then we'll get bruh i said it i said it i said it somebody says i've heard others say the same theory coach is on it yep that's going to impact the 2024 election but hey i said it and i'm gonna say it again i wish i can talk about when i first said it because i said that six months ago or better all right but anyway Shout out to Lamont Jane says, I'm a service-based entrepreneur and they are always trying to pay in peace leave. Yes. He says, from young to old, the P in peace leave stands for pay ninja. Facts. And when I was in fitness training, yep, I had a lot of young, well, I won't say a lot. I had young women say, I can't afford your services. Is there anything that I can do? Now, it might seem like a good a good thing, but after you hit it twice, 
you still got to train them, it's a bad deal. I would not engage into that. Shout out to, I got a couple more right here. Got a couple more. Joe K, no wonder Jermaine. He says, okay, I got that one already. Twin A says, Mickey going to take uh, Daisy Duck to the Juco. <laughs> no, not Daisy. Round three, Reno. Shout out to you in the building. No government name says, what are you? Okay, I got that one already. Eugene says, more so, moreover, nothing is more destructive to a man than having to admit or being known that he can't get a woman. I think I talked about that one. Lee H says, like the old saying goes, beware of the sirens, a.k.a. beware of a woman's beauty and don't believe what they say. It will lead you to death. And that's actually uh, the story of Odyssey or Odysseus where um, the siren is real. I believe in sirens. I believe in sirens. I believe in sirens. I believe when I see a beautiful woman, even 50 Cent said that. When I see a beautiful woman, I'm more inclined to be like and sit back and look as opposed to be like, God, dang, she beautiful. Now, of course, there are times where I see a woman that's really my type that I'd be like, good Lord have mercy. But I often think, Mm. that's why that's why i have a system of let me just (laughs) let me just get this off out front let me just get this out of the way because i can't believe their motives they're almost kind of and you can't blame them this is how they have to treat themselves i'm very suspicious of them i'm always like who sent you and why are you here and what do you want (laughs) right the hell you want like what and then if i ever feel like i want to try to impress her or get to know her or engage with her i am like i better have my shield up i better protect myself against this and if she somehow swings her neck around like a whole certain serpent and says hey i'm interested in you too i'm gonna be like hold up for a second there ain't no way in hell wait a minute who are you All right. It is what it is. That's how I look at it. All right. I'd rather just deal with them. Like, what's the, I don't want no back end costs. What's the (laughs) upfront? Let me get this out. I know dudes are like, nah, man. I'll be like, I don't give a shit, man. They cost way too much on the back end. It's just too much bullshit that you stepping into. All right. Anyway, I'll pay the insurance upfront insurance costs. And then just be wanting to pay the whole cost all along the way. The back end costs. Nah. Like, who sent this bitch? Even when I do that, I'll be like, who sent her? Where we at? Mm. Oh, by the way, I also said, yeah, somebody's talking about the correction events. I said, we're going to have correction events. All of my correction events have come to pass. What are my five correction events? I said a plague. We had one with COVID. I said mass immigration or terrorism. Boom. We got mass immigration going on. And I said this in 2019. We got that going on. I said um, a religious awakening in many instances. A lot of social media people and such. Religious awakening. If we break out in war, we'll have a religious awakening. Also said that um, uh, you're going to have two more. It'll be religious awakening, plague. Oh, World War III. World War III was one of them. World War Three, here we are, and uh, the last one. Somebody remind me. Somebody remind me, because uh, when I when I say them like this to explain, I always for, forget. Oh, an economic collapse of epic proportion. <laughs> Ninja, what? <laughs> right here. 
right? New, 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 new world order. Those are my five. I told you, I was like, and that was 2019. And I was laying this out. Economic collapse of epic proportion, mass immigration or terrorism, World War III, religious awakening, a plague. We hit them all. <laughs> we hit them all. And so I said, we in the book of Revelations. We hit them all. New, 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 new world order. We hitting them all. And, and dude, not even three, four years later. All right, and at the time I said it, we was living better now. Coogee Sweater now. Kobe Bryant was alive when I said it. And somebody said, I remember the president. Dude, this is why they call me Coach Stradamus. Because I'm not afraid to. And I'm looking at it like, yikes. We're in the economic collapse here. Yo, today somebody said CGA to NWO. New, 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 new world order. Yeah, man. Where we at? Gerald Valdau says, we have been at war for years now, people just don't see it. The conflict behind the scenes, Russia and China, and others have been pushing to replace the U.S. petrodollar. We are now seeing the open conflict, for real. Yeah, I believe so, too. In fact, one more thing I'm going to say here, if you're still sticking around, that I, I, I figure, I, I, you know, when Joe Biden was vice president, one of the people that he was dealing with was Ukraine. This is one of the things that they really don't talk about anymore. But I remember during the election, this came to light. This is a precursor to what we're seeing today. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But during the election, this was one of the things that they called him out about. That he potentially was taking bribes through Hunter Biden, through his dealings, his business dealings in Ukraine. That was called out during the election. People slept on that. Sure a damn enough. <laughs> once he got elected guess what pops up as number one priority the number one place our tax dollars going to is that a coincidence is that a coincidence is that a coincidence or is that just just happened to be something that popped out of nowhere I want you to think <laughs> that was brought up before he was even elected. Then when he gets in, guess what pops up? Like, think about that shit long time ago. So when he says it was happening before that, you got to be like, oh, but anyway, <laughs> that to me, I watch too much pro wrestling to believe that that's not a coincidence. I've been watching pro wrestling for way too long. Nothing surprises me anymore. I know when the heel turn is going to happen. I know when someone's going to close light and a tag team partner. Nothing surprises me anymore. I know when the title change is coming. <laughs> but it's just magic, right? Just magically, we get into that. They get into a conflict just right out of nowhere. See, that's the type of stuff I'm looking at like, Bruh, they got us. They got us with the okie doke. All right, it, it, just a quinky dink. Shout out to Abel Returns to Eden and says, this is why XXs are so afraid of monks, indeed. All right, but do your, own, do your own due diligence. Don't believe me. You can do your own research. There's no coincidences out here. There's just, it is what it is. Yo, shout out to the coach gang. <laughs> and we out of here. We'll be back this evening. Peace.